Hey, what's good, what's good, what's good? Welcome to Reflections of a DJ to Roll podcast presented by DJ City and Beat Source. I'm one of your hosts, DJ Crooked. We got DJ Never here. Yo, what up? We got DJ D Miles. What's good, what's good? We got Jamie the Great. Yeah. And this is the special LA edition of the Roll podcast. We have invaded the Beat Source offices. We set up camp over here. We want to hit up all our favorite LA DJs, yes, and we got indeed. one of our fa- one of my favorite LA DJs, Pomona's finest, P Town in the building, P Town baby, P Town in the, the building, home of sugar free baby, absolutely, you know, she was, absolutely. She was a she was a streaming legend. I put her up there with like D Nice as, as, as some of the DJs during the pandemic, mm-hmm. who really you know they really plenty. made it pop on IG Live, and then they took that. She took her following, and she. She killed it on uh, took Twitch. Her talents, Twitch. Baby took her talent. Yeah. Yep. And then, uh, yo, and she's taking over the world right now. She's the official DJ for the Raiders. We got DJ Angie V in the yeah. building. What do do? Hey. What's good? Nothing, man. Just happy to be here, be back. Just, I'm glad you, know. you came through. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for inviting me back. I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, I'm down. Do you remember do our it. first? Com- uh, do you remember when you were on our, our podcast and with the conversation that we we had you, Bella Fiasco, and Lady Sean? Yep. Yeah. And it was like right at the right the pandemic just started. Everything was shut down. And yep. do you remember? Do you remember talk. what we were talking about that episode? Um, lightly. I would be lying if I didn't say the flurry of podcasts that i did in that time was crazy (laughs) everyone had a podcast everyone and at that moment everyone was home so um but i do remember some of the things we talked about absolutely okay and i and bella and and shar two of my favorite human beings like not just djs humans so yeah i remember having a good time those girls are just they're great yeah 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 Mm -hmm. so when you were on and you were recording with us okay (laughs) you said you know one of your options was to go you know work at amazon uh-huh. And, uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you said, do you remember this? A hundred percent. I a hundred percent. I will never I get emails still to this day. Yo, come pick that fifteen an hour checkup. Yeah. Like uh, yeah, I swear to God, it's a true story. I still get emails. And then you were you were on Instagram live. Uh-huh. Like a bunch of DJs. Yeah. Some of them were frustrated. They were trying to build their following. You were like racking up crazy numbers. You had like maybe five hundred, eight hundred, a thousand, couple thousand. On Instagram Live, yeah, I remember you were one of the first one of the first DJs I saw. They had like sponsorships. I don't yeah. know, if it was, was it Corona? Corona, or something? Corona, yeah, Corona, yeah. That's, yeah. that's that's a big boy sponsorship too. That's <laughs> not no bullshit sponsorship. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It, it's weird. I just don't think about some like you're saying it. I'm like, damn, that sounds dope. Like hearing it from somebody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you went to Twitch. I did. Kept it going. And then you were you signed with Scam, right? I did. Yeah. Sujit, he was like, yo, Angie V's killing it yeah. on Twitch. I got to sign this girl. And then, like, yo, you just, you know, like, right when everything opened up, everyone wanted you. You hit were in ground, demand. Hit the ground running. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 that sounds awesome. It that does. freaking sounds great. I'm I like love a, the way that sounds. I feel like this is the first time you're, <laughs> kind, uh, of. you're kind of you're like shocked down. to hear this. Yeah, a little bit. I think I haven't heard it in that way and. That's fucking dope. Shit. That sounds almost great. I mean, this is your story. It's almost been three years yeah. since that Zoom call. Yeah. It was May 6, 2020. You're yeah. kidding me. Yeah. God, time is, that's insane. Well, you haven't, it sounds like you haven't had a time to like Slow process down. it all. Yeah. 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 You know what? I'm really weird about that. Like, uh, there's time, I'm just weird. I just go, 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 go. Right. I try not to look back too much. I try not to look to my right. I try not to look to my left. Um, but I, I I made it aware to myself this year. You know, you really did some dope shit. Like, bitch, 
Yeah. You were that bitch for a minute. And you didn't even really take a moment to breathe that in and accept that. Yeah. Which I also love too. I don't, you know what I mean? I don't think, I don't want ever want to be comfortable. Um, but yeah, I didn't really, I don't. And I made a promise to myself to breathe and stop and look around. Like look, look around and see the moments that are amazing to you because they come and they go so fast and yeah. they're done. And the minute they're done, I my brain is already like, okay, cool. I got to be okay, I can have five more shots until I can get on this flight at this time because I got to be in this city next. And um, I, I prayed for that life. I've always wanted it. I'm, I'm, I'm made for the streets. I always like to say um, I'm made for it. So I enjoy it. But you're right. I don't always take the time to like really feel, look at it. I feel like I'm very is. similar to you. Yeah. And the reason why I don't take time to like enjoy or process anything and because I've I feel like I've been through so many ups and downs. Yes. So yes. that so that every time I was maybe when I, I'm scared to celebrate. Yep. And then I'm scared if, if I have a low point, I'm scared to dwell in the low point. 100%. So the only thing I could do is just keep moving forward so that I'm, you know, and, and when you just keep moving forward, you're on to the next. You ha you don't have room to be disappointed. You have and, no and, room and to be disappointed. Is right. it a trauma that we probably experienced in right, life? A hundred percent. But does it work for us also? Yeah. Yeah. But that is it. I'm, I'm very married to um, like constant. I don't even want to say constant stimulation, like, you know, ooh, that girl's crazy. But um, I do, yeah, you just keep moving. And the more you try to hold on to something, you know, the harder it hurts when when it's not yours. Right. Mm -hmm. So to just live with the, the moment that you also have to accept what goes up comes down, right? So, like, you can't live in that feeling of, like, being number one and being the best because it's so unrealistic there is no one in this world that experienced that mm -hmm. every minute of the day. So if you kind of just move with a very light, what's for me is for me and what is not for me, I have to also accept that too, even if I don't agree with it um, and just keep it motherfucking moving. That's it. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. that's it. That's all. Just keep it moving. Cause it, cause when, when you're down and you just keep moving, you at least have a goal, right? Agree. You, you keep him busy. Yes. But then when you're popping, if you get too comfortable popping, you're going to be like, I'm going to lose the. You feel like I'm going to lose this shit. So yeah. if I stay busy, I'll continue this and I'll yeah. just at, least, yes. at least keep it going while I can, while I can. And yeah. I think sometimes like what you just said, I'm always I always think I'm going to lose everything. Like that's just that's all of us. How yeah. I feel. Right. Like yeah. tomorrow's the day my stream is at zero tomorrow's the day I get the phone call like yo she's just not cutting it right so mm -hmm. but again it is just us prepare like for me just how I prepare myself to constantly be okay in this world because yeah. the truth is there are those moments are gonna happen you're gonna get that um, and so if you're so in love with the high being low is gonna fuck you up and I don't want to be fucked up mm -hmm. I like being just, just just cool like yeah, yeah this is dope this fucking sucks but it's cool you know, well, I'm, I'm not done. We're here to celebrate. We're here <laughs> to reflect. <laughs> no, it's, no here, it's cool. I'll take it. That felt great. <laughs> we're here to reflect and, and celebrate you for a little bit. So like, all right. So, you know, everything opened up. Yep. You got some you got some amazing residencies. I did. Right. I Open did. arms at like wind properties. I, did. I think Tau Group as well. I play at Tau. Yeah, yeah. yeah Tau Group. Yeah. And then also you got your opportunity to, I guess, you know, I don't, I don't know how it is being like, you know, and someone from L.A., but, you know. Going to the Raiders and getting yep. invited to the DJ at the Raiders. Being Mexican. And I think you were, <laughs> and, you, and you were invited to, were you invited? Well, I want to hear about this. 
You were DJing for Little John, right? Little John was performing, or what was so going on with this? It's like insane, right? Like, I am a diehard, first and foremost, diehard from birth Raider fan. Mm -hmm. Like, yep. I'm talking birth, Jeff Hostetler. Like, I know my oh, shit wow. when it okay. comes to Raiders, right? Like, do and people are always like, oh, you're a big football fan. I'm not a football fan. I'm a Raider fan. Like, that's just has always been me. I've had birthday parties as a kid as Raiders. Like, it's just my shit. Yep. Um, so I remember streaming and during one of like the first seasons where the world still wasn't open and they were kind of like figuring stuff up, I would like decorate my Sundays with Raider stuff. And I was like, even when I heard the Raiders were coming to Vegas, I wasn't sad. I mean, there was a part of me that was bummed out that they left California, but the other part of me just saw opportunity like, okay, they're coming to Vegas. And if they come to Vegas, that's new energy. And, you know, somehow, some way, like, I will figure out how to weasel my way into that shit. I don't know what that means. You were closer to the Vegas stadium than the Oakland stadium. And that was the other thing. <laughs> uh, like, I can get on the road the morning of a game and be there. You can't do that shit Going in the there. Bay. Yeah. It's like a, an ordeal. So I just thought it was like, I, I believed in my heart. Did I really think it would happen? Probably not. But I still just created this thing like, I'm going to somehow get in the building. Mm -hmm. And then when, um, when, you know, had decided when came along and they were doing wind group, I was like, well, I'm playing at the wind. So like, that's another step closer to like, who knows, maybe that'll, and I was happy with that. Yeah. Cause the wind has like this nightclub, uh, it's the craziest inside, shit yeah. that inside, you will ever see at a, inside at a the Raiders stadium. Yeah. In the end zone. Craziest right. shit, like full on nightclub. Um, are these people probably Raider fans? Probably not. But the experience is so amazing that it's just it's a unmatched. dope. It's a dope experience. It's a, yeah, it's a yeah. great experience. So I know, and I would have been happy just playing a set in the background that no one noticed, just being there, right? So um, I remember, if, I want to say it was like January. It was actually New Year's, I think. I want to say it was around coming close to New Year's. And um, Sujit calls me and he's like, "Yo, I have something for you, but I'm not gonna really tell you because I don't know yet." Like. Mm -hmm. Which that's annoying. Like, yeah. But okay. <laughs> Don't tease me. You know what I'm saying? Okay, great. And then he finally comes to me and he goes, yo, you're not going to, I might have even been in the Bahamas. I can't remember, but he's like, do you think I could top the Bahamas for New Year's? And I was like, I mean, this is pretty dope. I'm pretty happy right now. Like, I, this is my shit. I love the beach, you know? Um, I don't know. And he's like, you're, you're going to DJ for the little halftime show um, with Little John. And I'm like, what the? what and i guess from the story that i remember it went they were going to book little john for halftime and then they were like oh you know and we'll do an opening dj to open because this game was going to be if we won this game we were going into the playoffs for mm -hmm. the first time in a very 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 long time so it's a big deal sujit's like oh well you know let me show you my roster like sujit being sujit and they're like well we you know we went through your roster and we thought maybe either angie v and he was like shut stop right now like before you say anything else, this girl, no one on my roster gives two shits about anything that is the Raiders. This girl's a diehard Raider fan. And um, the Raiders are like, that's amazing. We love that right off the bat. So apparently I was going to DJ like the opening for a few minutes. But then John Madden passed away and that got cut because now that was going to be a John Madden ex like, like yeah. tribute. tribute. Yeah. But the Raiders actually came and they were like, but we still really want to incorporate Angie uh, because we love that she's a fan. And so do you think that she would be okay with, or John would be cool if she did the set with John? Mm. You know, would he would he be okay if, if she was his DJ? And John being amazing, and John was like, 
cool. What, John, whatever. Dope, whatever. Um, so we did it. And it was, they really treated me with like the utmost, you get like a custom jacket if you perform at halftime that no one else gets unless you're a performer. With yeah. I know. I remember seeing you posting on Instagram. Yeah. I was, like, I was it, proud of you. I'm like, damn, this is so dope. It was the dopest. You got like a jersey and a jacket. Yeah. They like, gave me a, a custom thing, jersey right? with yeah. the year that I performed. They gave me a jacket and they, you guys know us as DJs. Sometimes when you're DJing with an artist, you you're just the hired help. You're just there. The background. You're up. You're putting a song on. Like no one. There's a lot of times we don't. No one really cares about us. So for the Raiders to be so insanely, amazingly welcoming in that way was like, it was just dope. And uh, we did it. We did the halftime show, which ended up being the number one halftime show in all of I think the NFL. Wow. It was amazing. I mean, John is hit. Like you can't. Yeah. John is just the hit master. Um, and it was just a really great experience with, with the Raiders. I had my own little fan base there that day. That was so hype for me because I, you know, my a majority of my crowd is Latino and is a Raider fan. So, mm-hmm. um, it just felt like a really great combination. And they came back and, you know, they're like, Hey, we really want to incorporate Angie into yeah. the season. Mm-hmm. And I think we're still trying to figure out what that means because it's, you know, it's myself, it's Hector. Um, CO who's up top CO1, and he's CO1, doing CO1, like, the, yeah, CO1, CO1, yeah, he's doing the, like the, the play stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it still is a lot of figuring out, but I, whatever I was there, it yeah. was my shit. I was asked to be there and it was probably the most like there. I, I can't imagine for me as on a personal level. I'm cool. I'm yeah. great. Life is great. <laughs> That's dope. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't love anything like I love the Raiders. So yeah. I yes. think like, all all of us DJs, I think we're like, you know, DJs can be some of the biggest haters in the in the world. Yeah. But I think we were all like really genuinely happy for you. Thank you. <laughs> and then uh and you know, we saw you up there. And I, I remember seeing like you were showing everything, like, you know, opening a box, getting the jersey, yeah, yeah. getting the jacket, crying. Uh, and, yeah. I was so crying. Like I was there's I couldn't like I could cry in a, instantly right now about yeah. it. It's so dope. No, but we were all so happy for you. Yeah. And, and we and you know knowing, and I just thought it was so funny because when we had you on the podcast, you know, I feel like you know we're all like such blue collar, you know, we're all come from like really humble beginnings. Definitely. And then for you, you're in your mind state. You were like, yo, like, I, you know, the pandemic hit. You know, I'll go work at Amazon. Yeah. Yo, and it's one of those things to me. I thought you came from such a humble, you know, like. You had so much humility and then you worked your ass off and and every step of the way it was like I for some reason I felt like this was the time it had to happen because you were ready every step of the way. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I feel like you were like really performing. So like when I saw you at Raider Stadium, I was like, She's she's going for it. Yeah. She's, she's going off. She was I, ready for this. I remember I was telling oh, Neva, yeah. I was telling Neva, I was like, None of us would have been that amped. No, yeah, not at all. None. There's so she many had the DJs. Jacket on. The, yeah, oh, that would have done it like ge- you did. But that's because I like. Yeah, it's so genuine. Like in my heart for that organization specifically. Yeah. That like, it, I can't not right. Like I can't. It's just a gen. I'm at home screaming. I'm the girl that's annoying screaming at my TV. I'm just like my. Ugh, I'm an ugly football fan person like what the f- like not attractive at all so when i am on that screen with that and it's like angie we're coming to you it's it's genuine that is a genuine amp excitement of like yeah. craziness 
No, for you me, you, I was like, yo, she's doing it like she's doing it for TV. Like, that was <laughs> yeah, nah, she was ready. That was good. I mean, in, in in fairness, that that is kind of what I am doing, right? Like, right. It, I don't have a lot of time slots, so I am very much there to bring an energy into that stadium visually on on screen. The mm-hmm. ten seconds that I'm on there, so it is definitely like that's probably the most important part is making sure like I am like. We're doing this shit. Yeah, we fucking suck right now, but we're gonna be the best at some point. Like, here we go. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? Right it was great. Yeah, it, it was hard. Being right it was great. So, how does this <laughs> dynamic work? Are you are you there for every game? So I was there for every game up until I want to say like the last two or three games. Entertainment, my entertainment got cut. You know, we had, we didn't have the season that we really really wanted to have. So, mm-hmm. um, like I said, it's still just trying to figure out like with how the season went and how we were going around and going about things. Um, so yeah, I was every home game up until probably the last three. Oh, wow. But I still got to go and still was there. Wait, what are your duties though? Like, what do you have to do? So my duties are, I show up <laughs> um, and basically they'll say, I kind of got the hang of it. It probably took me like two or three games to get the hang of it. Cause really? it's not, it's very like, okay, Ange, um, we're going to cut to you right now. Um, you got, about 20 seconds give me like three songs so you like it's a lot of production you got the headset i on. got the headset yeah. on i'm watching the whole game um we have a script but the odds of us hitting that script is very rare because it's very based on what happens to the game right so mm-hmm. like playing calls you know oh it, it's it's an idea of maybe how it's going to work but it, it never is exact um so it's just me on the calm and you know like waiting for the moment that's like okay Ange. We're gonna get ready to come to you. Like here we go, higher energy, three songs. Now you guys know three songs in twenty seconds is like hard, <laughs> and there's no, um, there's no way. I don't have a monitor down there. Have you ever been in a stadium and no, tried that, to play? That's yeah. It. I mean, if anyone's a real DJ's there, like this bitch is trash. You hear the, you hear the delay, right? You hear the yeah. delay is <laughs> insane. Oh, so yeah. you have a headset that you have to listen to cues, but then you have this ear, but then the stadium, it's probably the hardest thing I've ever done. I mean, the stadium, like if you're in the stadium, there's like sound is just echoing from every part of the dome. Yeah. I've honestly, when the last time I was there was maybe like, it was a little early on, but I was like, the sound sounds horrible. Mm -hmm. Cause like you're hearing, like depending on where you're sitting, okay, you could hear like two parts of the, like, you know, you hear like, one part echoing on one side and another yeah. part hitting the other. Like even yeah. if I had a monitor, it wouldn't matter. So oh. they, I think we might have tried once, and I was just like, just to, there's no point. Are you just so reading waveforms? I'm trying. Yeah, I'm like doing this. I look crazy yeah. at first, right? So I was kind of like trying to figure it out. Then I just got smart and preset shit and cues after. Yeah. But it, like I said, it took me probably like two games to get really comfortable with mm-hmm. with doing it that way. Um, and then I would just kind of like pre-mix stuff at home so that I could like add shit on top and drops and at the same time freaking do this on screen. Like, yeah, yeah. So it, it... I think you're doing all the right things. That's what all of them and, do. Like, Yeah, yeah. You have... You really... Yeah. If you want to be effective and do it in in a way that is... You got to make it work. And so that's kind of what I what I did. We yeah. just saw a video with uh, DJ Vic One, right? Yeah. yeah. The Chargers DJ. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
And he has like, you know, he has a whole setup. He's got, he, he's got like an iPad with like a touch screen of like maybe like 20 drops. Yeah, about 20 to 40 drops. Yeah, 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 yeah. see, so you, it's not, that's not, like that's when what I'm saying is like, yeah. we're, I think everyone's still trying to figure out what a dynamic a DJ has with the Raiders and how, you know, when I go to, I went to the Chargers, or I'm sorry, the Rams game when we played the Rams and, you know, their DJ's LED lit up, full on is like almost doing the whole you know, mic, mic work. Yeah. That's definitely like not what we are. We're very like we have, you know, two. Like I just have a DJ setup. Camera comes on you quick. Boom. Let's go. So, you know, I'm really hopeful that whatever, you know, this is. And if it was that season only, it's, it was a blessing 100%. But I see myself doing a lot more with organ. I know that that organization is for me. I've never <laughs> felt more at home somewhere. But I'm saying like, I know I could do more and yeah, yeah. And, and hope that I get the chance to, to I do feel that. like Dash, Dash does the uh, the wind club, wind yeah. club inside yeah. the arena, uh, the stadium. I feel like he has the most comfortable setup. 100%. He's just, he's just doing the club. <laughs> yeah. And it's dope. Everyone's yeah, yeah. ready to party and yeah. Dash kills it. Like, yeah, yeah. And Dash is a Raider fan too. So, Diehard, like me and Dash before the season, any of this, we're always like, yo, Dash, like I couldn't be happier to go through this experience with Dash and sharing that space with him. Um, he's he's just, I love him. That's but yeah, cool. he's, hell yeah, after, he's got all the girls in the booth, like he got it made. <laughs> Dash got it made. The bottles, it's popping. You got a lot of shit going on in, in Vegas. I like, do, yeah. Have you have you ever thought of moving to Vegas? <sighs> For taxes, a thousand mother effing percent. Yeah, I was like, gonna say. Jesus Christ. What are you doing, Ange? Why are you paying state tax? Why are you doing that, all this shit? You know, that spot. I, I yeah, I'm you know what? I don't ever see myself living outside of California. It's yeah. just me and I grew up I was lucky to grow up in a place that was forty five minutes east of LA. So I don't Were you born and raised in Pomona? No, I wasn't actually. I was born and raised like I say the Inland Empire because I pretty much have lived in the, IE. Yeah, in the IE, but I was born in San Bernardino County, baby, right here. And then I was raised mostly in like Rancho Cucamonga, Alta Loma area, mm. yeah. which is actually back then was pretty not very urban. No, uh, it was super white. Yeah, super yeah. white. So I was raised very white, actually. Yeah. That's where, uh, uh, and next Friday, that's where Uncle, yeah. Uncle and Roy. When I say Rancho Cucamonga, they are like, Friday? It's yeah, a real I place. <laughs> I never knew that place existed. I thought it was no, yeah. part of the yeah. movie. No, <laughs> it's real. It. On the way to Vegas. It's it, like. It sounds made up, right? It Rancho Cucamonga. Cucamonga <laughs> it is a real place. And back then, it is definitely gentrified now. Yeah. But back then, it was extremely white. My dad was in a jail. And uh, my grandmother, his mom, you know, she married a doctor, so she had money. And so she was like, I want to put you guys in a place that you will do well in. So were we in the ghettoist apartments of the nicest city? A thousand percent. But yeah, I was raised like a white girl. That's some like Dave Chappelle shit, right? Yeah. Yeah. Where he's like, my family could just afford to be in the brokest part of the best neighborhood. One hundred percent. Everyone that lived in my apartments were the only hood kids at the schools that I went to. Like, mm. we lived in the hood apartments of the city. Um, but it was cool. I loved it. I always tell people, I know how to be around rich people, and I know how to be around the crackheadiest people as well. Like, yeah. it's just, and I love that. I think that's my favorite part of growing up for me, is getting to see the both of those worlds at the same time. So when when did you like go to Pomona? I moved to Pomona because like, I, I relate you to Pomona very much. Most people do. I've yeah. been in Pomona for like over ten years now. 
So, and I think it was kind of like when my DJ career kind of just started, like I really was more serious about it. I was started working consistently. So everyone just knows me from being in Pomona. And I remember Dom Prieto, he is like Mr. Big Deal. Now I want Live Nation. Um, shout out to Dom. What up, Dom? He was a young promoter doing parties in downtown Pomona and he booked me. And so we kind of like just started that relationship with Pomona and I just kind of always had a foot. I, I just kept a foot there. It's down the sh downtown Pomona is very close to my house and easy. And it just felt like I'm the girl that a lot of, you know, I got a Mexican. I got a big family. So and they like to turn up. So it was, always gave me a space to have uh, events that my family, friends and everyone's just come and have a good time. Did yeah. you ever DJ with DJ Rowdy A? Um, I did. I did um, Gotham. I, I want to say like two times, but it was very right around the time. Right. Like he passed pretty quickly after that. Oh, Wait, who is this? DJ Radier. He was probably big. one of the biggest DJs in LA for a long for a long time. He threw his own events called Gotham City and they were mainly out It was Inland the, Empire. Inland yeah, he Empire. was huge. Huge and he um he had an event in San Francisco on his way back. Him and some of his buddies had a bad car accident and they all died. Oh no, God. actually not all of them. I want to say Rowdy. Yeah. Rowdy and Crucial was in that car. Oh, was he? Crucial was in that car. Um Artistic was in that car. I believe Art was in that car. Rowdy, and I want to say one of, maybe the photographer or something had passed. Yeah. yeah going wow. to the grapevine. Okay, yeah. What is Pomona like? I'm not, you know, I'm from New York. It's a very Latino and yeah. very Latino and black based. I got to take you to the Pomona swap me. Ooh, popping. It's a car swap me. It's oh, no. Oh, you're talking about the indoor? Yes. Let me tell you something about the indoor, okay? <laughs> See how the gold? Stack. <laughs> I'm going to say this, this one not, but. Yeah, so it's, so it's like it. the Bronx. Uh, no, no, it's more like Queens. north of North Las Vegas. It's a, it has this part, it's just a little grimy, but then it has a good part. And yeah, bad part. Well, is it known to be grimy? Oh, yes, Pomona. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Pomona. Mm. Yeah, Pomona it, is the grimier part of Inland Empire. Well, Bernardino. The, but here's the thing: Pomona technically is not Inland Empire because it's the end. It's the last city of LA County, so it's LA County. Adjacent. It's the last city. That's right. And then right, right after, on. you're going into the, in, the Inland Empire. So some people get weird about that. Like, because yeah. I'll be like, oh, I'm from the IE. But people that are in Pomona are very married to that. Well, this ain't the IE. And it's like, chill. Just and it's funny. People from the IE be like, I'm from LA. I'm like, you're not from LA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're sure. from the but IE. Sometimes it's easy when you're out of state. I'm one of those people. When I'm out of state and I'm in like I'm Nebraska, I'm not saying I'm from the IE. Like, they're like, but. Low anywhere like surrounding, yeah. So the it's like Newark, exactly. Yeah, you, you know go. what I'm saying. Look, yeah, yeah, I'm from Jersey. Like, go ahead. Yeah, I'm but from it, New York, but I live in Jersey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Newark. Yeah, yeah. How so far is New, like. how far is New York? Newark. Newark is in New Jersey. Okay. I don't know, probably like uh hour or so. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I can yeah. see. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I cross oh, the bridge. Perfect. Yeah, perfect, perfect, yeah. perfect. But you know, it's like borderline New York shit. You know, mm -hmm. yeah. they can get away with kind of. You, they can get away with saying they're New York until they meet a New Yorker. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you from New York? Oh, I'm from New York. <laughs> like, like, nah. Wait, where are you from? I'm from Silver Lake. I'm from LA. Oh, shit. I'm from downtown Echo Park by the Niger Stadium. Okay, that's like hardcore. Yeah, no, I'm, yeah. Yeah. You're before, like the real deal. Before I got gingerfied, yeah, Silver Lake was not one for Play Play or Echo Park. That's, I mean, Pomona's on that tip yeah. well right now, so... Like oh, I it's live, getting gentrified. Oh, 100%. Oh, it's Absolutely. getting there. It's, very, it's actually extremely, it's an expensive city to buy in uh, because we have the colleges 
surrounding us. And then we have the Claremont yeah, College. Cal Poly. Cal Poly Pomona left. Yeah. So like my street, I live in the center of a neighborhood and all north of me gentrified. South of me, like I'm the middle house. Pomona's about 20 minutes from Disneyland. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's funny because in, in Inglewood, I knew nothing about Pomona. All I knew was sugar-free. Sugar-free. That's yeah. it. I just knew Real sugar-free pimp. was from Pomona. Sugar-free is from Pomona. Yeah. Still all drives around Pomona. Pete Town. Still on the streets. <laughs> like, people see sugar-free on the streets all the time. Really? Like, I was uh-huh. like, damn, they got black people in Pomona? I had no oh, idea. Oh, yeah. Actually, when I was young, I felt like it was predominantly black. Uh-huh. Now it is definitely more more Latino. Yeah. It, well, in my uh, specific Wait, Pomona? area. Yeah. I always thought it was Latina the whole time. When I was younger, like a kid, yeah. I feel like it was, was not as much. It's now it's like super gentrified. Like south is a little Mexico for sure. Yeah. You you got your party there, right? You're not yeah. down? Yeah. Yeah. You're you started down. Why did you keep your party in Pomona? I would think like most people would try to have like a cool party in LA. Um, or like inside LA, you know, like in yeah. Hollywood or something. Yeah, yeah. But you were like, nah, nah, I wanna do a party. In, Pum- in P-Town. And I love the setup, by you know? the way. Oh, my God. It, it it grew. It's really weird. Like, But wait, wait. Can you... Why'd you keep it in P-Town? Why? Be, uh, it started there. I started it before the pandemic. It had already been a thing. Yeah. And um, I just felt like... I don't know. I just thought... I, I really... I wish that I could say it's just convenient. And I didn't really know what it was going to be like after the pandemic. I didn't know what it was... Like what it turned into was mm-hmm. just was very unexpected. And um, I just I think that new presence and new energy was a little scary for me. So I needed that familiarity of just at least mm-hmm. knowing where I'm at, knowing the place, knowing the venue, knowing how to work. And not only that, I'm really good friends with people in the venue. Mm-hmm. So it's just bread for us. Like, I don't why take it to L.A. and give it to somebody else when we we'll do just as we sell out here in Pomona just didn't need to be done to me Wait, in so my opinion when did you start that party i started that party and i want to say 2018 mm-hmm. um do you guys remember did anybody remember detox up on the yeah yeah, rooftop? yeah yeah Pomona rooftop. which i was like the one party that they had um adam pun would has always been a good friend of mine he's always booked me on some stuff and damn like, i haven't heard adam psa yeah, yeah. Adam. that's my guy that's my boy I used to I work with him well. over at uh, Infusion Lounge yeah, all the yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> so Adam did detox, and he would always tell me, like, you should do your own. There was two, a big one and a little small patio. So like, why don't you take over the small patio? I'm like, yeah. He's like, you should do something, you should do something. So I was like, all right, I'll do it. And um, I remember one birthday party I had, it was a cholo theme. And this was before anybody was doing, like, any type of cholo parties because it wasn't really popping at the time, right? It was mm-hmm. still looked upon as, as kind of, you know, yeah, you don't want to get shot. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, but I did that party, and it was in my back, my mom's backyard. I didn't want to have a birthday that year, but it's like, you got to do it. I was like, Mom, 50 people. It was like 150 people. She wow. wanted to kill me. <laughs> but everyone came dressed, and my friends that had lowriders actually brought those cars. Oh, that's it. And it was so dope, and we did a video and put it on Instagram, and the amount of comments I got from like this should be a oh my god like this looks so fun this would be amazing it just kind of triggered my brain and i thought well i got this little space let's try a sunday sundays are for old school to me in my brain like i mean yeah, yes yeah let's just see and uh each week kind of we did our first one was actually a thursday night not up top did okay but he's like we'll try it on a sunday try it on a sunday and we just slowly 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 built and uh, then next thing we were selling out that little room. It was tiny, but we were selling the little rooftop. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it just, it did well. And then by 2018, it was a thing. Like it was very, but it was very family and like 
everyone knew each other. It's like a backyard the, boogie. Yes, and we all knew each other, and it was everyone's kind of like escape to get away and just kind of like listen to cool music. It was just something so different at the time. And organic. And organic, yeah. And Scam and Jam, which is another party like that, was out here in L.A. And I kind of felt we started at the same time, and I'm actually involved in that party as well. I, that was another reason I didn't take it to L.A. I felt like they had that. Mm-hmm. So like, What's it called? Scam and Jam? Scam and Jam. And that's huge. They did like 1,500 people at the Regent once a month. God damn. Mm-hmm. I love that you did it on Sunday because Sunday is known as, as a cruise day. Absolutely. It's very like, you know, family there from Mexicans. It's like super, super dope. It's a very musical day. In a lot. Yeah. To me, like in a Chicano culture, it's a very musical day. There's music yeah. on in your house. You're cooking. You're outside barbecuing. You're watching the game. There's just always... A certain type of music. I mean, the cru- the cool cruises happen on Sunday. Yeah, 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 exactly. Music well, cricket, a cruise is when everybody meets up with their lowriders or their, you know, their hoopties or whatever, and then they just cruise down the streets and they mm-hmm. take over the blocks and they just bump their music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, what I find interesting, me being from New York and the East Coast, when I would meet like, like you know, Mexicans or Latinos or Hispanics in L.A., I felt like they were suppressing their culture or some of their heritage to like fit into this like like cookie cutter like white friendly American hollywood life, scene right or like yeah. or, or they had to make a choice of being like yo am i gonna fit into like the hollywood like white scene or am i gonna be hip-hop it's hard you know what i mean right so it's hard mm-hmm. it's even for me hard now so when i met jamie and even when i saw you like how you how you were kind of moving with your instagram lives it was one of the first times I really saw, especially a DJ, like a Mexican DJ that was like very open and like open to their culture and like sharing their culture okay. with everybody. I could be wrong, you know. No, what I'm saying? I, when, no you're not. When, when she because I feel like everyone was like, "Yeah, I'm Mexican, but I'm not like you know, I'm not, I'm like not that a Chuck- Mexican. Yeah, I'm well, not yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, you know, yeah, I'm yeah, not a paisa sure. or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's like, but there's two types of Mexicans, especially in California. There is a Mexican and there's a Chicano. Like, mm-hmm. it, and they're very, 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 very different. Right. Um, so Chicano culture, which is, was what I come from, I don't speak Spanish fluently. Mm-hmm. Um, and we but you have, understand it. I, for the most part, yeah. Yeah. Um, I We have our own words that are not in the Mexican, like, dictionary. You know what I mean? So it's just a very different lifestyle. And I think that specific lifestyle has a very... Um, you know, hood kind of like I people see it as a very low level type of lifestyle, but I think. But it's also been stereotyped in Hollywood. Very, 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 the same character all the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I think that's because it was also a very new stereotype. Cholo culture really didn't really pop off until the 80s, which really wasn't that long ago. So when you look at my generation, our generation, we're the children of maybe cholo parents but also kind of was raised was a little gonna, differently i was gonna ask you you're second generation oh like third you're like third okay because yeah. i'm first who's the comedian that was like the for us George East Coast? Lopez. no 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 before him oh. Paul, Paul, rodriguez. Paul, rodriguez. Paul rodriguez yeah i'll say for me growing up my idea of what a chicano was was george lopez on t- watching him on tv growing george up. lopez and he did really? a great job yeah, yeah. yeah. no he, he definitely did a great did job, great job. actually mine's was cheech and chong okay well, yeah, yeah grew up on that yeah yeah. Me, me was Paul or, Rodriguez. Yeah. Or any still like, yeah. Yep. Like, like him, like, doing, like, these, like, trying to bring gangs together. Mm-hmm. I mean, he did. And, like, remember? Yeah, like, like he would have these comedy Sports shows. Mm-hmm. But then he would show, like, gang life and trying to, like, 
You know, and, and from the fine. East Coast, from New York, I was like, oh shit, this is crazy. Like, yeah. there's like fucking Mexican gangs, there's Bloods, yeah. there's Crips, and he has everyone, and he would have these shows, and he's bringing everyone together. He's like, yo, there's no, there's no gangs tonight. There's no violence. This is yeah. all peace. <laughs> so for me, back I was, you know, then, that yeah. shit was, it was active. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the yeah. LA was active back then. You don't really yeah. have that now. What like what it was then? I mean, there was that, that that big cleanup in 2004, 2005 when. The cartels came yeah, in. Yeah, the car- yeah, yeah. And they came in and they just cleaned up the streets. So it was still going on. I, in the I, 80s. I said, it's out there. It's out the there. The 80s and 90s, it was still going on. Hell, oh, yeah. That 1, was like the peak. Yeah. I couldn't work no, Cortez. 80s and 90s was like, it the was. Peak. Even like from the movie that. Colors. That's another. Um, yes, 100%. that's peak. I did. Like, I blood in, blood out. American me. Mm-hmm, yeah. Colors. Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Very, it was very 100%. Like, my dad was in that. So. I definitely saw that culture up in front of my face all the time. Um, even though we didn't live in that city, like it didn't, you can't, it doesn't matter. You know what it is. Yeah, you're going to get into trouble. Your dad looks like a veterano. He still, that, I wish I could tell you, he loves it still. Like I'm for the streets, but he for the he for the streets. Like yeah. he loves it. Um, but it's just who he is. And so, yeah. But, but yeah. But oh, I feel but, like you, oh. you were very honest. Like, you, you know, like, you know, very transparent. Like this is who I am. And this is, and you were like, kind of like, I would you you and Jamie are one of the first LA Mexicans that I've met who are who were like DJs. Yeah, yeah. Who are actually like repping for the culture and playing like Mexican shit. Well, I'm I, I'll Does that make like, sense? I'll put you like this. She did the Chicano role where she was playing the oldies, the shit she grew yeah, up yeah. Which I did too, but then I went a, I went the other way whereas the the cumbias mixing it with hip hop. But see that that year where everyone was streaming. I feel like it opened the door and people were hearing, like I was hearing Mexican DJs play Mexican music for the first time from a Chicano point of view or, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, you weren't just hearing Suave Mente. And then, yeah, and then all, <laughs> but yeah, then, yeah. Yeah. right? But then all yeah. of a sudden, all of these Mexican DJs who were like hip hop, quote unquote hip hop DJs, all there of was, a sudden they started repping for the culture like ultra hard after that year. And I was like, Oh shit! Like I didn't realize this was like around. No, I because mean, it wasn't around. So I think you nail it in that aspect. It wasn't around. Like mm. I didn't have anybody that I didn't do it thinking of a plan. Right? It no, just was very. She did it what she knew. I just, I just knew it. She, I right. knew it. What, and, what was playing on yeah. Sunday morning when she was growing up? That's what she displayed. Art both Sunday night. Right. Yeah. So Every, you were exposing me because I was like, oh shit! Like I didn't know this. Existed. Oh, and then he would play cumbia, and I'm like, yo, I didn't know. And I was playing you know? what I would hear Saturday mornings. My right. mom yeah, cleaning mom, out. Yeah, it's a Saturday Sunday thing. So yeah, it's yeah. a Saturday Sunday yeah. thing. Yeah. So she did one way, I did the other way. But then all of a sudden, all these I, like LA DJs came out, and then they're like, no, nah, no, nah, like I'm Mexican too. Like you know, we do this <laughs> shit, and I'm just <laughs> like, I've met you. I've never, you never, had, I've never heard. I knew you were Mexican. <laughs> I thought you was yeah. white. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 wait, 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 bro, you got a flannel? No, I I just wanted to. Check see if I was I was coming if I was like you know maybe I'm misunderstanding the shit. But. No, I, I don't. There it really wasn't. That's the thing. It wasn't like it wasn't a thing. Um, yeah. It really wasn't a thing. But if you look at someone like Art LeBeau, recipes, okay. um, you know that guy. He's not Mexican, but mm-hmm. we think he's Mexican. Yeah, he was Armenian. He looks like a but deal. he has carried on the the. You made a comment earlier about like we suppress our culture right. and it's very stereotypical and we play the same and I made the comment that we play the same character but there is a very big truth to that in Latino specifically Chicano culture we hold it so insanely tight we listen to the same music for years over and over over and, over. and I mean it does like there's from generation to my little nieces 
like four generations, five generations now are singing the same songs that we did as kids. So we do hold our culture a little too tight, I think, sometimes. And um, we like to pull. If it starts getting a little away from us, it's kind of like, oh, you're selling out or, mm-hmm. oh, but the truth of the matter is we have to evolve. And um, I think something like what Jamie does and, and myself is I didn't I, I was not in a gang. I did not grow up in a gang. Did my father? But a thousand percent. We did grow up around. But, it. We, but I, you can't tell me that I don't know this music. You can't tell me I don't know this lifestyle because I did grow up around it. And mm-hmm. guess what? Like as much as I loved it, I fucking love oldies on sunday like yep. I, like no one can tell me shit i know my shit i i can go hard i know it but you know what a bitch likes to surf on mondays like you know what i mean so it's we have to like get to the point also where we can evolve from like taking this and also understanding like there's you can you don't just have to be one thing well i think what, what it was too is that everyone wants to dj like success for djing in la is i want to be in like a hollywood bottle service nightclub and it's like you don't want to you you have to suppress your culture to fit into like a hollywood yeah bottle service right yeah you can't be too Mexican, you can't yeah. be too Chicano. You have to like fit into this like and that's yeah. still whitewash. Now. Yeah, still now. And I think when when streaming came, like there was an actual platform for you guys to like, you know what I'm saying? Just like be showcase you. Be, be yourselves, be. to showcase this culture. And it was one of the first times I've ever seen it before. It's it's that's the best it's part dope, of right? streaming. 100%. And then I started hearing Love it more it. in the nightclubs and 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 everything. Right? It yeah, started a becoming bit, more yeah. open, even to the point where I was so, I was so like inspired that I would even play some he of the play, shit. You know I could have been as at Uncle Beach Club. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, you go, motherfucker. You go. But it's like I learned from, because yeah. I was like, yo, this shit is dope. Like, I've never heard this shit before. And then you, you learn know? Grupo Freedom and you, oh. go, you, yeah, yeah. you learn all that shit. But that's a dope part of, like, and I will say I miss this about the pandemic so, so much. We're all working. So the odds of us getting to all go and see each other play is you get maybe one DJ that has a night off that isn't tired and wants to come out and watch you. But during the pandemic, we all were hanging out in each other's chats and we were watching each other play and we were Mm -hmm. like, or we were going to a barbecue at someone's house and streaming. Like, I miss that. That was such a great, great, great time that I do miss. But it did give us an opportunity to even learn from each other 100%. Like, Mm -hmm. even me and other... even just show who you are, right? Like, I love being in the club. It's dope. It's amazing. But that's just not all I am. And if you build it, they will come. What's for you is for you. People don't like it. They can eggs out and go into somebody else's thing. And, like, how yeah. amazing is that? It's, like, a gift for DJs. Mm-hmm. I saw someone playing some weird shit one day. I did, like, a like Yacht Rock day. Yacht Rock, yeah. That, and that's one of my favorite. Like, like fashion or something? Yeah, yeah, like we did, yeah, we called it the Catalina Wine Mixer. And uh, we dressed like old ladies in wigs and got the schmacked. Catalina Mixer. Wasted. And it was one of our best, like, people loved it, you know? So it, that's, um, I just, I miss that part of the creativity of everyone being home. And, like, that was fun, but, yeah. Yeah. I remember I did I did uh, Suji's birthday. It was, like, you know, like, one of the scam artist things. It was, I, I was in Highlight Room. Yeah. And I was spinning with Four Color Zach. Yeah, yeah. And I think I was opening for him. Like, yeah. he, he was coming on after me. <laughs> and I was just doing, like, a bunch of, like, I was playing Demba. I was playing reggaeton. I was doing, like, cumbia. I was doing all of this shit. Yeah. And then, like, there was like <laughs> there was a table oh that kind of came up to me and yelled at me. And they're like, yo. They're like, yo, why are you playing all this Spanish shit? And they're like, you got nothing but hip-hop moguls in here and you playing Spanish shit. And I just remember laughing 
And I was like, yo, yo, like I got caught up in like the, the shit that I want to play. Of where we're well, coming just, out of. Yeah, I just was like, yo, I just wanted to play what I wanted to play, you know. <laughs> and for me, like LA is one of those things where I'm like, I'm opening for like Four Color Zach. I'm really not trying to like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What hip hop moguls were they? I know. <laughs> I was, I that story. Oh, that's why I was laughing. I remember that story. Oh, like, like, wait, you remember what? that? What muggles yeah. y'all? What muggles y'all talking about? No, but I was laughing because I was like, "Yo, like I know I got a little caught up in like what I want to play." But but you also had been on lock because we were still kind of on lockdown that one. It was a little bit. We're like yeah. coming out, so that was I mean, the other that, part was like that. that, that, that nah, it was hard. still it was still it was bad. Pre- yeah, because yeah, that, that ended up being like a super spreader, right? That, well, they maybe like everyone got COVID. It was Cam Summit. The first one. Yeah, it was like you go at that dinner got COVID. You go to after party. We're like nah, and then everyone that went to the after party. Oh, got that, was COVID. A, that was a Christmas I one. I didn't thank God. No, the Christmas one. I think a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. That, was, that the was the super spreader. The 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 the, the dinner at whatever. I can neither confirm was. nor deny those allegations, yeah, yeah. but uh, the scam. Yeah, yeah. I lightly remember. I remember yeah, you yeah. for like. Five but minutes. I remember someone. When, someone came up to me. It was either, I don't. I don't know if it was you or somebody. It was not, definitely not me because yeah. let me tell you, I was not even on that planet that day. Yeah. So I know for a fact it was not me. Somebody came up to me like, no one plays Latin music in Hollywood. It was not me. Prom- I prom- yeah. Someone said that, it was and a I was girl? like, yeah, it was a girl. She's like, I never hear Latin music in like I never hear Spanish or Latin music in, oh, in they Hollywood. They were saying it as a props to you. Kind of. Yeah. They were like, they were like, oh, oh okay, like okay. that shit was dope. Like we never hear that in Hollywood. And I was like, I looked at Jamie. I'm like, really? Like y'all don't. And it I want to remember like, so bad who it was. I can't. I remember. If it was the we table, were, we, were, we were the table to the left of you. It guys. was a DJ. Oh no, to no, the right. It was a DJ and it was a girl, and we we're outside by the pool. It was a, a, couple, yeah, like, it was a couple. in. Yeah, they, I mean, everyone was drunk, but okay. yeah, I just can't remember who it was. But, but I thought Leslie? it was funny. The hip hop moguls and then huh? me. Playing. Was it Leslie? Uh. No, I feel like I that's know. something she would be happy to hear. Like she would be, she would be like, "Yo, that's dope." It was her. Not, Maybe was it could have been her. Someone. It was somebody. You remember if it was Leslie though? I think it yeah, was. Yeah, Leslie. It was a blurry night. It was a yeah. long night. I was like, I was like, yeah, yeah, real bad. But I thought it was funny because I was like, I was like, I started thinking about it and I asked him. I'm like, "Yo, they don't play like Latino music. They don't have." I they, mean, that was Hollywood? also like the pre. Or like the cusp of the Bad Bunny kind of right. thing. So like now, is it different? I, I would say probably yeah, mm-hmm. but maybe then I don't. And then we we've been locked down for a year. What you mean they don't? They ain't playing shit in L.A. So right. you probably just had a little bit of someone that had a little too much to drink and a little too much courage for themselves that night. Nah, I thought it was funny because I was just kind of like, yeah, like I'm not gonna be one of those L.A. DJs that that are trying to impress y'all. Yeah, if that makes any sense. Yeah. I was just like, I'm not really trying it's to... It's not the right crowd to impress. Well, I was just kind of like, what do you want me to do? Play a bunch of hip-hop shit so no one can still dance? Yeah, yeah 100%. <laughs> and not you know only what that, I mean? it's like a party night. It's like you're you're not playing the whole... Like it's yeah, just. It was like 11.15. I'm just like, yo, fam, like you ain't going to dance? Yeah, 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 yeah. So you want me to play hip-hop Ugh. so you can like pour no your worries. drink and be on your phone? Right. Yeah. I was just like, well, relax. You're not, gonna me, you're not gonna give me no reaction anyway. No, yeah. yeah. So I was just like, yo, fucking relax. And then why are you getting mad that it's Spanish music? Like, it, for me, it just became like, yo, fucking relax. <laughs> Welcome you know? to LA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I thought what you, you know, I felt like that year changed a lot of shit. I felt I heard a lot more DJs playing Latin music, and for me, what I thought was more important, they were playing like they were repping for like Mexican culture, yeah, in California. I 100 You would agree, right, Jamie? Oh yeah, 1000%. I would. It's all, it makes me happy to like be a part of something that 
this is who I am. So I love that, you know, and I did. And I, I will say, I probably, I think the truth of the matter was we built a lot of momentum on IG Live, but Sundays was the day that it made the, my following send it to their grandma and send it to their aunts and send it to their uncles. Mm -hmm. And so then it just really broadened that expansion because we listen to that as a family, like our mm -hmm. culture does. So I think it was something that had never been done and never had, no one had, it just hadn't been done. So the minute you see something that resonates with you that you can relate to that hasn't been done, like you, you're on it. And I think it showed a lot of Latinos that, you know, we do have like a lot of power if we just actually come together and, and use it. And like, it's there. I would probably say the majority of Twitch people at this point that are active users are a big chunk of Latinos. And I am so, I always, shout that out on my stream that I'm proud of yo man we brought the hood to like mm -hmm. like we brought I brought people to twitch over that I didn't think would ever probably make that switch but we stayed on it and we helped and and we did it and there's a big Latino presence on twitch mm -hmm. on an app that they probably never would have Figured done out. Yeah. yeah you've been coming to Vegas and DJing for a long time yeah yet I've never really met you yeah, I, well, I was an opener and like I opened at Tao. Yeah, that was um, you remember Omar back in the day? Of yeah, course. I know everybody yeah. knows Omar. Yeah. Know. Back in well, the he's, day, Omar's at he's, Mac I mean, Agency, so yeah. these guys. Yeah. Oh no, Omar's my dude. <laughs> I have to man. say something else right now. <laughs> <laughs> Omar's my guy. <laughs> he's still an asshole. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's still around. He's still you around. Still around. <laughs> he just has an people. ascot. He just has an ascot, and he wears. He has an ascot, and he doesn't wear socks. Yeah, yeah. That's the only difference. Hundred percent. Yeah. He, uh, man, that guy, I love Omar. He was the worst, but I loved it. Like, he's the worst he's and the, the best. Worst. He was the worst. Like, yeah. like, don't, you gonna fucking cry? Yo, you gonna fucking cry? You're not gonna cry. So I'm like, no, I'm not gonna fucking cry. But like, he taught me how to be like a tough bitch. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. yo, yo, I'm, I don't care if you're a girl. I don't care if you, you know, it don't matter. It don't matter. It doesn't matter. Like, you, you wanna do, you wanna do this? You wanna do this? Well, you, yo, you go in Vegas now. This is different. You gotta up and down. You gotta roller coaster. You gotta go down. You gotta go up. You gotta go. He taught me so much. Mm -hmm. And like I just fucked with him for it. Like mm -hmm. he just—that's funny because it's like, oh, I can handle Suji. I had an Omar back in the day, right? Like Omar, Omar. I can probably handle anything. Tao Omar. Yeah, he, Tao he, Omar. he's actually chilled out a bit. He's chilled out a lot. Yeah. From the beginning, and I was with him, like kind of during the process of his chill. Mm -hmm. Whole, but I did experience a little bit of like, va like Tao Omar. Yeah, because you were doing Mac Agency stuff for a while. You really like, quick, actually. Like best friend. Yeah, like that, yeah, I think like I did a couple OTR. right before pandemic. Your sticker's still up at best. Friend. Is it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> that might have been. No, no, no. You know what? The first time I saw you, I haven't met you. Was that on the record? When yeah. Was the, um, the ladies take over. It was, it was you, um, Bella, Tina T. Yeah. Soxy, Soxy, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was, and I was like before, yeah, before the pandemic. It was the yeah. ladies. It was the ladies take. It was the ladies DJ theme, the takeover. Like when uh, everything was like, remember there was everything was like a ladies theme, like they like in Cali. Yeah, they yeah. Were, even at Tao, it was like yeah, pink yeah, yeah. on yeah. Thursday. Yeah, yeah. Y'all yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. hate that. Y'all kind of hate that shit a little bit, uh, right? I like my money. I'm yeah. <laughs> package, package my money any damn way you want to package it. I'm not really like. Yeah, yeah. I'm not really attached to like. I'm not. I hear from a lot of women DJs like that. that they fucking hate it when they're getting branded with like a woman theme. And that's the only time they can get booked uh, with this theme and everything. If it pays good. me, praise the Lord. Yeah, you're you know good what I mean. Like, it, I, 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 bills, is baby. it annoying? A thousand percent. Is yeah. it something that I'm like I'm not going to take this job because I feel. Like, put me, my goal is to be in front of a crowd and, and play music and entertain people. And I really don't care how you package that. I mean, obviously, like, I'm not, 
you know, like, oh, you, it's titty night. Like, I'm not doing that. But, like, <laughs> for the most part, Wait, I don't. You got a titty night? Where's your titty night? I heard. Titty Thursday night. Where's that at? If that's your jam, I'm, uh, you do you. Where's you do you. I'm not going to judge. But I, it, it's annoying, 100%. Annoying. But it's not anything that I'm going to, like, per, like me pass per, up on opportunity. I'm not passing up yeah. on the opportunity. Right, right. Like, I'm just, that's it. Do I hate when people are like, fe- my favorite, if someone were to say, you're my favorite female DJ, that doesn't offend me because I am a female. And I'm, if I'm your favorite girl, I'm down with that. Like, this is my girl. If someone introduces like, juices me as like a female DJ where it's not in a context that it has to be, it's annoying. Mm. But I, you know, oh, you're my favorite female DJ. <laughs> Fucking dope. Amazing. <laughs> Thanks. Book me. Yeah, for sure. Like, that doesn't bother me. So in in Vegas, how did you how did you get started getting booked in Vegas? Omar, Omar actually, Gally, yeah, Omar. Omar. Where did Omar. he spot you? <laughs> yeah, it sounds so crazy. You know, he I would have I, like when I was started DJing at Tao. You mentioned yeah. this before, Kurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was obsessed with finding all the best like mm-hmm. women DJs. And I will say this: he was. I don't think I've ever met any other buddy that put more women on than Omar. Did. Yeah, like. Hands down, as it, it really for real. Like, give the guy his flowers. Um, I remember Vice. It's so funny. God, man, this is crazy. So my first time I'd ever played in Vegas was at the Rio, and uh, it was a top little sky bar up top. Voodoo, there Voodoo you does. go, Voodoo Lounge. Yeah. Um, under uh, Jer- Anthony Dream Entertainment. So you know, I think I got paid. I'm not sure, but um, so I went and I did it, and I remember thinking to myself, Wait, like, wait, can I ask you what, what were the rates around that time? Do you know? I think I played like seven hours. Like it was. For how much? Like four hundred. Yeah, like maybe four hundred bucks, four maybe five, but I don't even think it was like five. Yes, today's price is not today's. Definitely price. not today's price. Tell you, <laughs> tell you, it's a long time ago, but yeah, I remember I went out there and I I knew then like this isn't my dream to be at the Rio, but this is an opportunity to, to put me in Vegas, and when I'm done, I'm gonna go out, mm-hmm. and when I go out, I, I didn't know anybody really out there, and um, it was Vice's birthday. At Lavo, we had like a sneaker ball. And uh, oh, yeah, yeah. remember that? Yeah, I remember I had just hung out with him at Super Bowl for the first time. And I was out there with Nike and he was out there. It was like the Beyonce one. And we partied all night. It was like a really, we had a really good time. Clicked, whatever. So I was like, okay, after my set, it's like 2.30. I'm going over to Lavo. I go and he's like, hey. And he's like, I got to pee. Get on. And I was like, whoa. Like, but in my brain, I was like, okay, Ange that moment like this is what you came here for opportunity so if you say no like you're a weak ass bitch just do it it don't matter if you don't know shit i can't even think of you thinking it. to say no uh, i would i mean I, I'm, that, that, I'm it, it's like, and uh, just boom nah, I, 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 for a second there was a hesitant you know but doubt. just a, like <sighs> i was not expecting that you know i just said hi um, but I did it. I jumped on, and um, Omar was in the booth, and he Vice comes back. And no, no. Next thing I know, he's just dancing in the out there, like you're like every other. And I'm like, ah, 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 okay, like fuck, what the fuck? I'm on his computer. I don't like. It couldn't have been a more uneasy thing, but I did it. And um, you know, after like I played, I think until they decided to shut down. And yeah, I was like, that's it. Oh, you finished tonight. Oh wow! wow. And like, Angie got this. And go yeah. To me, it's such an iconic moment in my life. Um, Vice probably wouldn't even remember it, <laughs> but to me, it was such a big moment. And I thought, that's it. 
I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be back. And uh, that didn't happen. Uh, I didn't come back. <laughs> nobody called. The, nobody was not like, hey. But Omar took notice, right? So six months later, it was about six months later, uh, Carla couldn't make her set. And uh, CLA. CLA. DJ CLA, my other girl. Love her. CLA couldn't make her set. And uh, Omar says, okay, well, do you have another girl that you would refer? And she goes, Angie V. And he says, I think that's the girl that played at Vice's birthday party. Mm -hmm. She goes, yeah. And he goes, done. Call her and see if she can be here in five hours. Wow. Calls me, Omar calls me. I get in the car, I drive straight to Vegas. I get there. Carla gives me the whole like, you know, Omar's different and you know, you can't like, you know, don't take anything personal and you know, he's kind of tough and you just, this is what you do. But you know, the minute I got there, he's like, you nervous? I said, yeah. And he goes, take a shot. This is what you do. It's Vegas. You throw some hip hop, hip hop, take it up. You'd stay up a little bit, you go down, you do some hip hop again, you take it back up. You don't ever stay somewhere too, too long and you don't ever stay somewhere too short. And I'll never forget that. And I probably have been playing that way since yeah. that That's advice. A That's a very good breakdown. And, and he just was dope and we clicked. And I think once he realized like, okay, this girl's cool, she's cool with pressure, um, he was dope. And he put me on a lot of fucking dope shit. Like Kardashians. Omar threw me on like every Kardashian party I did every big party at the time he really wrote for me and you know it was just a mutual respect like I just I I, I ride for Omar forever was I DJing at at Tao I don't around think that time? I never opened for you no it was just 2013 maybe 2014. yeah 20, oh so I had moved on by that time yeah you went to I want to say it was yeah. like Vice Eric Five Five did Thursday probably D Miles I don't think we I never ever really know. Yeah, because I left 2013. Oh, okay. So now was, I was doing like Hakkasan yeah, around doing, that time. Yeah, Omnia had just opened. I yeah, think Omnia I was doing Republic. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but that's, that's kind of what happened. Yeah, that was the time where I left Lavo and Tao. Yeah, and then I started doing Hakkasan, and then Omnia, and later, Lately, yeah. and then like One Oak, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, One Oak, yeah, you were One heavy, Oak. One Oak. Yeah, so One Oak, that was like a different era. Like, like Hyde, you were doing Hyde. I was doing oh, Hyde. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a different Damn, era. so many clubs back then. Yeah, man. Damn, right? Yeah. So you were in the like the the latter part of of Tao and Lavo. Yes. Mm. I was when the booth apparently had already moved. Like someone's like, "Oh, you don't right. know the old booth." Yeah. This ain't where the old booth was. It's like <laughs> that thing moved like three times. So I have the still current one. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I was there that time and then uh Omar left and Padram came in and um I just had felt like I'd been there for probably like 5 years already. And I remember thinking, like, okay, like, if I'm not where I want to be with this company, I, I don't really know if I'm going to be there, you mm -hmm. know? And I think, I, I never forget my last gig there. I remember telling myself, this is the last time I'm going to open here. I'm done. Like, that's it. If I want to be better, I have to see myself as better, and I have to let go of comfort. Like, I had this whole pep talk in my head. I did it, and that was literally my last gig in Vegas, and the world shut down, like, the next week. Wow. Uh huh. Did you know? And I never went back as an open. No. Well, I kind of did feel like I knew that we were in for a longer ride than most people did because I had get I had booked some really dope shit. So like I had booked a party on Coachella site. Um, I had booked cool shit like festival shit with Live Nation um, shows. So I knew overnight that three months of my schedule was washed. And to me, I'd felt like if Coachella is not happening, this shit is not going to be. A, a two weeks, weeks a month this is months out and this day like we knew before that everyone else knew it's not happening you know we're, we're not doing Coachella so I knew like 
Yo, did I think the whole world was gonna shut down in the way it did? No, but I knew like big, huge events weren't gonna be a thing. Mm. Wait, uh, what in your head like uh, triggered you to just like openly leave, like or to say I'm not gonna open anymore and then leave Tao Group at uh, that time? Um, no, just knowing what I wanted for myself and knowing that. But what were you most? Uh, you must have been frustrated with something, right? You wanted or a no? headline. I wanted a he- I felt like I've been here five years, and if I haven't proven myself as as a headline, then a headliner, then you know, it, it's so annoying, I'm sure, to hear for women it's different. But it is different for women. It is a little different. Wait, explain. Even just our voice is different, right? We don't sound the same hyping up a crowd that mm-hmm. the way you guys sound. It's not always comp- It's not always nice. It's not always good, right? Like You know what? You're right. That It's not easy for us. Yeah, there's, so, there's this one DJ, woman DJ I heard, and she was rocking the crowd. But then when she got on the mic, she sounded like a witch. It's hard. Yeah. <laughs> you like, sound like a witch. Wait, like, like, what? Because she's, she's yeah. the thing is like when you're amped, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're like, yo, get your hands up. But if you have a, a certain kind of voice, uh-huh. get your hands up. <laughs> yeah. You know, so like everyone was like, yo, what yo. the fuck is that? Hocus pocus. Like everyone was literally looking for yeah. some like some witch to fly over them. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's getting turned up tonight, and you're like, Oh, shit! (laughs) Yo, like, literally, we I would be getting we were hanging out, having a drink, like, it's getting turned tonight, and you're like, Oh, shit! Like, what was that? You guys have all heard, you guys have all been there. Y'all are quiet on the side, but you know damn well you've been in the moment, so you're like juiced up, you know what I mean? A hundred thousand percent. Like, is there something you gotta do to kind of make your voice? I drop my voice for sure, and I do sound like an ugly person. But no, you don't. It definitely is better than like, cause I ain't gonna lie there. And I I learned this from watching someone else who wasn't a DJ. It was actually a friend of mine, and I remember she got on the mic one time, and it was so high pitched, right? That I was like, oh fuck! Like you don't think about that, but there is a art to being on the mic, and you got to find your voice. Mm -hmm. I don't love mine, but I I, in my brain I'm like, okay, like Gwen Stefani drops her voice when she's on a mic. You know what I mean? Like she has this like very like low like. Oh shit! Oh wow! Wow! You know what I mean? (laughs) Oh shit! Yeah, that was good. You've been working on this, Angela. Yeah, I'm gonna lie. Like I, I do. Like when I was young, I did want to do voiceovers, but um, you, it, wait, wait, say it again. You would do what? I wanted to do voiceovers when I was younger. You like, know how to do voices? I don't. I don't know, but I don't she make just me did do it Gwen now. Stefani, yeah, right yeah, there. I know. Who else? I like you? <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, oh, Come on, another, another one. Wait, wait. Don't speak. Can I just? Can I just? I, hear, but I can't sing for shit. Can I just hear you? I can't sing for shit. Can I hear you spell bananas in the Gwen Stefani voice? This shit is bananas. This shit is bananas. Like she brings it. Down it's good in here. Yeah, you know it's. Is, sure is that kind of your mic that. voice, right? A little bit. I, I bring it down in my brain. I don't sound like Gwen. I wish I did, but I do bring it like can I we, do. Can we hear do it? Like, yeah. No. What was the evolution yeah. of your mic voice? <laughs> I, I think you know what's funny. I had a friend named Ashley Ashley Nino who used to do bat mitzvahs when we were dancers. I used to be a dancer, mm-hmm. and so she would make money entertaining at bat mitzvahs and bar mitzvahs. Not like a stripper, right? No. Okay. Uh, I wanted to be a backup dancer. Okay. You so was, by nature, you danced for um, Spindola, right? Uh, no, I didn't dance for her. Just kind of like no, I was part of her DJ stuff, but um, yeah, like her DJ crew when I first popped up. But by nature, I'm an entertainer, so I love dancing and I love performing, hosting. Um, yeah, like that's my shit. Um, so she was doing classes and she was telling me how they taught her how to be an MC. She was gonna make more money doing MCing, and she gave me the conversation of how 
you have to drop, if you're a female, you have to drop the volume in your voice. You have to bring mm. it down and deepen it because, you know, our decimals or whatever that word is, it ain't popping like on a grand scale. Right. So I have never forgot that. Like it never even, didn't even relate to me at the time. But when I started, Omar again was like, you got to get on the mic. He didn't really give me too many pointers on the mic, just told me you got to get on the mic. That's the first time I've heard that, uh, that, you know, a woman should lower the tone of their voice when they're getting on the mic. It's Granted, great advice. Every woman is different. So we all right. have different types of voices. Um, I don't really think I have a very high pitched voice. It's a little no. kind of cracky sometimes, but, um, but I've met some, I've met some DJs and I've talked to them. They're like, I never get on the mic cause I sound mousy. Yeah. Right. And I could. Yeah. Just, and, and don't get me wrong. I, there's people that sometimes make fun of me like, yo, but it's, I'm such a small plate in a small place and it transcends so largely that mm. I don't really care if it doesn't match me. I just need it to match the energy of what's out there. Right, right, right. You know, it, it's hard. It's not easy. But I do think as women, we have that um, disadvantage that it is harder for us to rock a crowd, like especially in now, now's, now's time, you know, mm -hmm. um, based on just our voice alone. I could be wrong. Someone could disagree with me. That's fine. I don't care. But that's just my opinion. No, no. I think you're right. Yeah. I think you're right. It, it is like, it is one of the things that no one ever talks about that shit. It either. is motherfucking facts. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. That's yeah. fucking dope. Wait, but, so you knew, you you were like, so you were at Tao. You yep. were there for five years. Yep. And you just knew like, this isn't going anywhere. Yeah, I did. You know, and I also just felt like. Okay. Was there a turning point? Was it something that happened that you're like, this is enough is enough? Um. Did you hear a DJ like, why is he headlining or she headlining? And yeah, that would that you would you know what that I, would be the turning point when you yes. saw someone no that moved to headline position like, ahead of you or something like fuck? that. No, because as women, we don't really have that very often. No, when I, I say mean? he like, or she, uh, I don't think there. Would, I think any I. I think I would only probably feel that way if it was a woman, okay. not because I'm a hater, but because like okay. Like, if I am putting myself in this company and another girl who probably has not is already surpassing me, then I have not done my job and it's time for me to go too. It's not even just a reflection of them, it's also a reflection of myself. Oh, it's more so like, it's not a girl thing, it's not because I'm a woman. But if it's, I am a woman and I've been here, and if I was doing my job to and the best, home girl kind of and homegirl just comes in, then I deserve me. to be kicked yeah. the fuck out. Like, it's just not for me. Got it. Um, for whatever that reason could be. It, even if it's maybe the person just doesn't want to book you because they don't care for your style or whatever. Fine. Like, I don't I don't believe in beating your head on a like I'm not the bitch that's like, pick me, pick me, pick me, pick me. You say no, probably two times I'm out. Like what's for me will be for me. You get it. You know, that's just yeah. but that's me. Some girls are like that. And I sometimes look up to them because I wish I had that. But I just had felt like it wasn't just how specifically I thought, bitch, you getting old. You've been doing this a minute. <laughs> Uh, yo, man. Thank you for being so honest and vulnerable. This is the truth. Like this is you know like bitch. you <laughs> bitch, up there. Bitch, you, bitch. you up there. And this is how I talk to myself. I mean, this is not a front. This like, sounds I like some. This, this is like, like insecure. Uh, no, no, this, Issa Rae looking at her mirror. in the mirror. What it is? I feel like every DJ has looked in the mirror and been like, "Bitch, you getting old? You know you know this <laughs> oh, you, you got to hype yourself no, no, up. Don't, don't, you that don't. Bitch. I'm gonna take the camera off. Don't do that. The bags, <laughs> like. Like, but, but I do hype myself up. My friends all make yeah. fun of me because I'll get ready and they'll, they're like, we always know when you're getting ready. Cause we are, whew, all right, here we go. Let's go. Uh, uh, uh I do. I hype myself, but bitch. I tear my bitch <laughs> myself down too. But I, I just thought it. it was, 
I thought, you know, you're getting older and you have had the best time. And at that time, I was really proud of what I had done. I DJ for Dodgers. I did cool shit with Nike. I traveled, you know, everything I'd wanted. I'd headlined maybe not in Vegas, but in other places. Mm -hmm. And I felt like, you know, you did it and it was great. But what the fuck you going to do? Like, it's 2020s pulling up on you and you like, what's next? You know, started taking a little bit of production school because I have realistically OCD and sitting in front of a computer screen making music is very hard for me. Um, so wait, did you consider like giving up DJing? Or just yeah, I was kind of considering just Vegas. starting to figure out what my next step was. Probably yeah, not DJing. Wow. And I think. Did you have an idea? Or no. Like Amazon might be. No, I definitely knew it wasn't going to be Amazon. But <laughs> okay. Wait, was, do, you, do you have like an intuition? Like, it seems like it. I have. A, no, you know, I'm just kidding. Do I don't. I don't, don't have an intuition, but I will say I have a very strong trust in God like mm-hmm. in the sense of like I have given up the thought process on I'm controlling my life right and it was Amen. around this time I had wanted so hard to do these things and the more like I want I want this I, I'm gonna um it wasn't really happening for me and it, mm. the minute I was like okay this doesn't and this is exactly this time literally this time this doesn't look you had a blast and you had fun and the party's been amazing but girl like maybe we need to see what is going to be the next step then i got to the point of i don't really know what the next step is i don't know i know i'm good at entertaining people that's pretty much all i know so god whatever you have for me just let me know because now i'm tired and i just want to know where i'm gonna be like i still got the drive but i just don't know I felt lost. I didn't know what was for me. Interesting. Yeah, let go, let go. But I let go. And it's so corny. Let go, let go. It is the corniest shit. It's Pinterest, right? I'm a Pinterest ass bitch. Let go. (laughs) And let God. And the minute I did that shit, it was like, boom. Here you go. God did. (laughs) All you want. Here it is. Anything you fucking want, here you go. But I also worked my ass off to do that so you did as much as you can give up and let go you still have to show up and do the work that Mm -hmm. part is that there's no secret hack that's Mm -hmm. it you just gotta work it's not only that though it's like when when the opportunities come and you know you've never had those opportunities you're like i gotta do this i've got to take it yeah you know i like adventure too yeah you know i like that I, that's so interesting. We, you know, I was having a conversation with with these motherfuckers because I just came from Mexico City. Okay. Oh, I was just in Mexico City too. Like, well, Were you? on a layover, but yeah. Oh, oh God. <laughs> I was. <laughs> that airport is not the vibe. It's funny because the, you know, they have the the Aztec, the temples. Mm-hmm. They have the sun yep. and the moon, and I was like in this hot air balloon, and I was like looking over it. You, you did know? it. I yeah. did the hot air oh, balloon. That's the how I, beautiful oh. is that, right? Yeah. So uh, it, one thing I want to do, it's on my bucket list. Yeah, I wanted exactly. to go in. It's I worth wish it. I would have known you were there. I yeah. wanted to go in early, but I didn't want to be in Mexico City by myself for two days. It was a little slow. You know? Wait, wait when, when were you there? I was just there. Like, I just got back from Puerto Escondido. Like, I flew to Vegas, what, Saturday? He uh, was there last week. Yeah, it was last week. Oh, shit. I, I think I there. saw I mean, that you were there. Cause yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, but bro, I you were there like, a, it's not that far. We might have missed oh, yeah. each other by like, maybe, maybe. but yeah. Bro, it's the 18th. But you next were, time you, you go, like. You came back a week ago. So I told him when I was in this hot air balloon, I felt, I've never really felt, uh, I felt like a presence of a higher being or God. Okay. And I've never, and it could be like I was witnessing something so beautiful and like historic. There's all this history, you know, where we were. And I, I told him I, I felt the presence of God. So I've been curious about God. And then I, I 
I okay. recently listened to this podcast. Um, you know Bobby Lee. Yeah, absolutely. Comedian. So he's like fifty-one years old. He goes to this AA meeting, um, and it's all these Hollywood types. It's like a Hollywood AA meeting, and um, he's fifty-one. He's at the peak of his career. He's making the most money. He's getting the most opportunities, but he feels the most lost. Yeah. And he feels the most troubled, and he feels like um, he just feels very empty. And there's these like, you know, these famous actors and like, you know, Hollywood lawyers and accountants there. And all of them were saying, you're missing the the presence of God. Okay. You don't have the presence of yeah. God in your life. And then now like that, that happened literally. I watched that when I came back from Mexico City. So I started talking to these motherfuckers about the presence of God. Yeah, I love it. You know what I mean? It's a big deal. Like, But I think it's interesting that you say this because it's like at some point you... you 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 try to force things to happen sometimes, right? Yeah. You want it to happen so much that you think you obsessing over it and trying to make it happen and trying to do all these things. Like I've done everything. I went to this person. I did this. I've done this. I've done that. And then sometimes you just have to kind of let it go and let time pass and let you know what I mean. Like yeah, let someone something else take in control. A hundred percent. Right. Yeah. I I tell it to everybody the minute. I really, tr and, it, and it was a conversation that I had with myself. It wasn't like an energy shift. It was a very specific, you know, I talk to God. Like, I, I talk to my God. I say shit and we, I cuss, like, I, talk, I cuss to my Jesus. Like, it's a just very conversational. Mm -hmm. And I remember how, like, specifically saying, like, God, like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I know that I'm, like, in this crazy, weird area. I'm not unhappy, but I do feel lost. I have nothing to lose and nothing to gain. So like, just guide me, just do it. And at this point I was happy with what I had done with my DJ career. Like, you were ready to receive the guidance. Yeah. Like, and if God had something different for me, I was okay with that. But mm -hmm. I think before I wasn't okay with that. Like I still really wanted to do that and really wanted to be that. And, and, you know, like wanted to be a vice and wanted to, you know, experience all that. But the minute I just was kind of like, and we're the world's ending too, you know, in our brains. Like I had just lost my best friend, my number one cheerleader, probably in 2019, 18, 19. Mm, sorry about that. So that was a really big, like blow. just blow. And she was a hardcore Christian and truly believed that God was going to heal her from her cancer. And I mean, I watched her eliminate just tons of things from her life. And ultimately, you know, if you look at it, God didn't do that for her. So there was a big part of me that was like angry. Where were you at? Like, yeah, like, bro, I just watched this person, like, yeah. throw themselves at your feet, and you just didn't do it. If you were if you were really real, why didn't you show up? 100%. So I think I a combination of me being so doubtful mm -hmm. to God. Growing up, I grew up very Christian, and, you know, even though my dad was hood, he was always sentenced to a Christian home instead of jail. So I grew up in one of those, like, victory outreach type kind of churches. Real like totally. a halfway house? Yeah. So instead okay. of doing their time, a pastor would come and say you know, let him live in our in-home and we'll, we'll, you know, he'll Christian background and they work and whatever, but it's, you live there. Like a homeboy industries. hundred percent. Okay. Uh, but it's all like cholos. You know what I well, mean? Homeboy like, industries yeah, mainly yeah. out gangsters, yeah. So I grew up very, you know, in tune with, with that part of, of God and, and Jesus is, Jesus is my Lord and Savior. Like that's a very, a big part of me. But I think I really had doubted him during that time. So I think even just God honored me even just saying, hey, man, I'm really not on the best terms with you right now, but, like, 
I still really kind of believe in you. Just do what you do. And mm-hmm. and he did. And, and God showed himself faithful to me. And I might not understand that part, but that's not my journey. It's not for me to understand. You know, mm-hmm. kind of how where I had to get with that. Yeah. Well, God is real, man. And if you don't believe that, that's cool. That's, that's I'm not the person that's like yeah. gonna jam it down your throat. Whatever's for everybody, but um, God is so real for me. It's, it's no, so it's, real. I had it's an real. experience like that too. I had uh, I was questioning God and stuff like that, and then uh, my uncle collapsed in front of me, and he had blood clot, and he had a heart attack, and he died in front of me. But then he got resuscitated and stuff like that, and I'm like, oh shit. So it depends on how you you believe. If you don't believe in God, you're like, well. Show up. I want to see you. Yeah. And sometimes it's a sign that you, it's something like that. Somebody found a coma in front of me and then, you know, came back to life and stuff like that. I'm like, oh shit. But you see how God used that person yeah, to like. To show you. Yeah. But then after but that, I was for like, him. But, oh yeah. Oh, he's alive. But, but even just the, the, yeah, the thing. Went like, through the thing. Yeah. That, the fact that you had to go through that. Yeah. But, you know. To show me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But after that. <laughs> after, <laughs> after that, I learned that the anxiety of trying to control everything, you're not kind of in control of shit. Like and, God got. No. This shit's all on his terms. So I'm like, you know what? Go with the motion and go through it and just live through it and let him guide you throughout the way. That's how I see most of the, yeah. the life and shit like that. But really? then at the Is same time, you don't you guys really? think yeah. like, don't you? The way I see it too is like, man, I hope there's something better than me running this shit because this right here no, is not what I want to be handling. Like this right here, I need something better than this. Yes. Like I am not equipped to turn life into what I want it to be. I need something better. Like I like I think a lot like you when you're like I'm. I'll do the work. Yeah. But you don't know the answers. Yes. So when remember when Kirk, you'll be like. I'll be like, yo, we should do this. And you're like, how are you going to do this, Jamie? Tell me how the fuck. And I'm like, I don't know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but we'll yeah. figure this shit 100%, out. 100%. 100%. I think we need to differentiate, like, you know, uh, <laughs> like like the the belief in God and just being, like, lucky, too, at the same time. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, don't think I'm, I don't think I'm lucky. <laughs> no, no. I think I think I try you, at the casino. I think I think. To tell you. I think what you, like, the thing is this. I think there are times when you can believe in you know that certain things are a sign of God and everything, mm-hmm. but I but I also think like you have to like you can't just say like well God is gonna make the shit work out for itself like you got to make the shit work out. No, I mean no, you, you got to put the hard work. work. In. Yeah. yeah, because 100%. I've talked to this motherfucker. We've done the podcast for five years, and I've never heard God is gonna make it all work out. You know what I'm saying? But but it, it, but also <laughs> like, no, no, no. We, no this but is, that he this is, is because but this is the, the first time the day, we've actually talked about religion on this podcast. I love that. Yeah. Because, I'm so happy because I was never I, I was that. never I never spoke to people about politics or religion because I don't know where you stand with the conversation. Me and you had not longer, Kirk. When I had to ask you, literally, it never was. I'm like, yo, do you even believe in God? And you gave me your answer, and I was like, "Oh shit, this is the first time I even speak about religion with this dude." Yeah, and we've been friends for five years. Yeah, I believe in the presence of like a higher Ooh. being, Ooh. God. You know what Love I mean? Yeah. 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 So that's what I'm saying. Like, I never wanted to be, you know, that preacher here or whatever. But yeah, one thousand percent of how I see where she's coming from because I'm like I'm a lot the same. Yeah. yeah. And also, sometimes God's yes is not your yes. Yeah. So like, that's the other thing. Like sometimes our what we want is not what God's going to give us. Yeah, and it's not at, like, least, at least not right away. It's not a, on your not, timing. Or, or sometimes it's at the not time. at all. Yeah. Or sometimes not at all. Like that's the part of just really like it is always going to work out. If you really blindly let go, 
you that that's just that con- what's for me is always for me and what's not is not it's a comfortable piece of when a door shuts that maybe you're fucking holding like don't get me wrong when my last three raider games got cut that shit sucked like i am like that broke my fucking like no i want to be there not uh, yeah you could, well, could come no i don't want to be there like that i want to be there like this but at the same time like i took that stab i was like fuck man this sucks and then i was like you know what What's for me is for me. Back to the drawing At the board. end of the day, mm. it's all good. Like mm-hmm. it, you just have to have a comfortable peace in knowing that what leaves you is okay. And if it, it it's so stupid, it was meant to come back. Whatever. But like, if you're just always walking in expectations and exp- and walking in a place of like just wanting stuff that sometimes it's it's just not fucking for you. It's just not. And you're you're holding back a piece of your mind that it could be freely enjoying what's in front of you right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At this point in your career, are you like? Do you think you've exceeded the expect your expectations of what where you thought your career would go? <laughs> yeah, a thousand percent. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? A hundred percent. I. It, it, I've already gone through like how in the world is 2023 going to be better than 2022 and it might not right like I might not get the thrill of there's it's going to be really hard for me to find a bigger thrill of of the Raiders right like because that's an ingrained piece of me Um, that's so hype I've gotten to go and play in places you know I'm I'm a beach girl the fact that I got to go to Bahamas twice in one year and get paid for it is amazing to me like Mm -hmm. I'm such a, I'm so thankful for all these opportunities. So yeah, like it's, I I, I just, it's, I definitely have exceeded a hundred percent. I don't want to stop. I don't know what that, and I still don't know what that means. I still feel as lost in, as I did in 2018. Cause like now I feel like I've been dumped this blessing on my lap and this group of people that follow me and, and ride for me. And it's like, okay, now what next? Do you know what I mean? So I don't necessarily feel any like i know i'm in the right place and i know i'm doing what i'm supposed to be doing yeah um but i still don't know shit (laughs) yo how how good did it feel you've had like you've you've you felt how you felt right before the pandemic yeah you had social media success you had twitch success yeah and then going back to tao as a headliner after feeling how you felt as an opener and you were kind of done and then that first initial time headlining like what was that feeling like it felt great like it felt great. And it, it was like probably one of the few times where I was like, I'm sure there's people in this building that don't even believe that I should be here. Right. Like probably do. I don't give a shit. I'm still here. Like Respect. my name's on this. I'm getting paid. I'm cashing the check. Like it just was the be- It felt great. It still feels great. I still walk into that room with that like opener mind frame and still like rethink of five and vice and Eric and you know, how they ran that room and, and just that energy of like, because sometimes you get stuck in like, do I feel imposter syndrome? A lot of times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they're going to realize that I'm not shit or they're going to like, Wait, uh, I don't know. Explain that a little bit. Uh, what do you mean? I don't know. Like, I think that I just had been an opener for so long that I don't, I don't know. I don't want to say I don't believe in myself because I know I can do anything. Right. Like I do believe in myself, but I'm not ignorant enough to think that everyone else believes in me. Right. Like that's not the case. You can believe in yourself all you want, but that doesn't mean everyone's on board for that. Cause they might see you a certain way. They might already have an envision of who they have seen you to be. Yeah. And that 
might be hard for them to overcome. Well, I, like, is is it imposter syndrome where you're like actually headlining and you're doing your thing? And I don't then, think I'm an wait, imposter. Wait, no, no, no. But but then you're kind of like you know you're doing your thing and you're doing what you do. But inside, you're kind of you're you're thinking they're seeing through you, kind of thing. Yeah, like damn, I, like this is not really this, this who you not, are. Like you're, no, 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 not who you are. You know? But it's like damn, this should really happen. Kind of like, like they really let me in. Yeah, yeah, kind of, yeah, a hundred percent. Like damn, and at any point they're gonna know that this badge may be not as good as their badge that kind, they let me. Yeah, in. like, and it sucks. But I don't care ultimately, right? Like, I really don't care what anybody thinks about me at this point anymore. Mm-hmm. I think I did when I was younger, but then, and that's when I started being like ascending. Is when I just, I just don't care if you don't like me. Cool. I can't that's that. great like i there's a thousand million people in this world that might okay cool on to the next mm-hmm. um if you have an opinion about me it's your opinion i have my opinion on people that might not be accurate too uh i just don't care really anymore about like i, I thrive to be a great person and treat people with kindness and help people feel seen who don't feel seen but like if you just don't if you don't fuck with me i'm not gonna go out of my way to make you like I just am who I am all the time, and that's a decent, good person. So if you don't fuck with me off the bat, I, I really don't know what I could do to make you. That's your problem, and I can't fix that for you. Very much so. Yeah. And I'm not going to try. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, cool. You don't like me? All right, cool. Still yeah. going to come turn up. <laughs> you still going to see me? <laughs> Hi. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is really not my concern. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's It's dope. It's awesome. It's really yeah. great to hear. Starting off the year, sometimes it gets a little scary. So I really appreciate the hype because, damn, I probably needed it more than I realized. No, nah. I, I think you know, in the past what two or three years since you know the, since the pandemic and everything shut down, you know, we've been watching you do your thing, and it's been great. Mm-hmm. It's been amazing, and we're also like really happy for you. Thank you. <laughs> and I feel like if there was anyone that deserved it, you definitely deserved it. And then you like, and you stepped it up, and you stepped it up. To me, like the whole, I feel like there's certain there's certain points where I was just like, I would I would see what you're doing, and there's certain DJs that would like, you know, they would hit me up like, you believe this shit, like you (laughs) you believe this shit is happening, yeah. And I was like, yo, fam, you couldn't do that, yeah, yeah, hundred (laughs) percent. You know what I mean? Like they hit me like, can you like she's at the Raiders, and I'm like, hundred percent. I said, look what she's doing with Little John, right? Mm -hmm. No one wants to see your ass behind Little John jumping around. Being all hype, you know what I'm saying? You would look whack, you would make it look whack, but yeah. you know, yeah. she's making it look good. Mm-hmm. Thank you, I appreciate you know? that. Yeah, it's <laughs> that's dope. Uh, thank you, thank you for having my back on that one. Um, I mean, the thing is, it is real, real recognized is real. That's what that's what it that's what it really is. I like know? that, yeah. When you I, when you're headlining in these in these big rooms now in Vegas and, and you're you're kind of you know. You're in your headliner position. Yep. Do you feel 100% comfortable in your sets? or You, you know what's to, crazy? You know? I do for the first probably hour. Mm. I will say I struggle on that second hour of of like feeling like like I walk in that shit and I'm that bitch. Like you're not telling me I'm not. But then by hour two, I start, I don't know if it's just the time that I've given myself to get comfortable now. And then I'm like starting to second guess myself and like, where am I going from here? Um, yeah. But in the beginning, no, like, I mean, I'm nervous. I'm fucking suck it up. Yeah, like, let's go. Uh. I, I've had I've had a conversation with a couple openers who like started headlining, mm-hmm. and I've talked to them and I said, you know, I've been headlining in Vegas for like over fifteen years, almost twenty years. Yeah. So when when I get stuck, 
I have old sets or I have old my my sensibilities are to pull old headliner energy and sets. Okay. But when you're an opener and you're starting to headline, you when you when you're panicking, you're pulling your yes. opener sets. Yes. Does that make sense? 100%. So then Because your openers are like yeah. it's if you're opening is amazing and it is a craft, right? Because I've seen two different types of openers the one that is really trying to stay so far under the radar that it's not good. Do you know what I mean? Like they're just playing shit. That's just like no energy. Like there's not even a buildup to where you're going. It's right. just, I, I like, I they're like, they're like dialing it in almost to a certain degree or they're being too respectful too to the headline. Head right. Like yeah. too respectful. And then there's some headline. Well, there's three. Then there's some headliners that just balls the walls at 12, 10, 10 minutes for 20 minutes. I'm going in hard. Yeah. All right, cool. Whatever. If you're playing a banger, I'll just play this shit at the end of the set. A banger's a banger. Like, it is what it is to me. Mm -hmm. um, I'll make it work no matter what. And then there's the opener that just understands the gradual transcending energy. And the truth is, a few minutes before, you need even Usher, yeah. Like, you need that Usher, yeah, before the headliner goes on. Like, build that energy up with throwbacks that still pop because mm -hmm. you're building that energy up. I, I don't mind that. Uh, but you do go to the old faithfuls that you're like, fuck, like, because I know this is going to work. Yeah songs that stand the test of time stand the test of time and i feel like i could be wrong and you guys i this is an all of you question with the current state of where hip-hop is for a nightclub mm -hmm. it is getting a lot harder to not bring back some of those songs for energy right because it's but not there right now i think but i think the problem is like sometimes when i hear an opener and they're headlining the first hour you know they're playing all the hits yep and then it's kind of like autopilot. Like these are the hits. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. But then they haven't really um, developed a style. Yep. So then they get lost, and then they start playing an opener set in their second hour. And I start and I start listening. And I'm like, yo, it's it's one thirty or yeah. it's one o'clock or one forty five, and you're and you're playing like, like opener like shit. Hello, yeah. you know, lunatic. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, hello. Can you go? Yeah. yeah. They, you're doing like all this opener shit that nobody wants to fucking hear. And and then it's kind of one of those things where you need to start building yeah. this. You know what I mean? Like it's almost like it's going to be a gradual thing where in like two to three years. Yeah. Okay. The yeah, set yeah, yeah. That, yeah, yeah. The two to three years of headlining. When you start panicking, you start doing the sets that you're doing now. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. A hundred percent. It's kind of like a comedian. Right. Like a comedian. You got that one joke. That's that one joke hits. Well, like you know, like they end on the strongest joke. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right. So then, but a good comedian there, like I think Louis C.K. was like, he keeps himself sharp. Yeah. <laughs> so he tries to start with his strongest joke, and then he tries to try to build it up. Like, how do I build it up after okay. my strongest joke? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it takes time, so it's not something that you're gonna figure out. Like, like oh, like I know what I have to do now. Like, yo, it took you. I don't yeah. know. It took you five to ten years to figure out how to be a great opener or to hold down a big room on an opening as an opener. It's going to take you a few years to figure out that second hour. I thank you for that because yeah. I definitely need it. Does that kind of make sense? I'm hard on myself. You yeah. know, I'm very like, fuck. But then I always tell myself, like, you opened. There were times when I would get back on DJing for some uh, great DJs and, and the room might have been a little thin. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, I, if I'm not on every time, it's like, I freaking and Vegas is harder to me which it shouldn't be but it's a very hard city because now I think as 
you not just playing for the people, you're playing for management now. Like you get to open a headliner level mm-hmm. and you're playing for two completely different crowds and that's management and staff and yep. the club. And that shit is fucking hard. You go to Seattle, you go to Nebraska, you're not playing for them. You're just playing genuinely for the people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're open, you know, two nights a week. Vegas is every night. So these the staff is just getting, they're very opinionated. They're very... Mm-hmm. So it's it's But too, like you said, don't don't worry about them. Too I know you can't do it's, that. I agree, but I'm see I'm a people pleaser. Yeah. So I'm trying to do X, Y, and Z. It's not my favorite thing about me. I don't like it. I'm trying, but it's a very hard here, 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 habit to break. Here's me. the most fucked up thing about staff is that they never gonna really value you till you're gone. Mm-hmm. Yep. And okay. then they hear other DJs and they're like, holy shit. Bring her back. Never was the shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Who the fuck are they bringing in here? Yeah. You know, D was the shit. Oh my god! And then when they see you after you left after like three months, they're like, "Oh my god, we miss we you miss so you. much." Yeah, where you been? But yeah, when you were there, they were probably like, "Oh my god, he's doing the same oh, shit." Oh, we know what he's gonna yeah. do. Yeah, he's gonna do this. Oh, man, I yeah. hit his shit again. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> but it, yeah. it takes time to build that arsenal and to build those sets, those headlining sets, so that when you're in, like you know, when you feel like you're backed up in a corner, yeah, and you don't know what to do. The first thing you're going to grab is like, oh, shit, I know this opening thing. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I did this when I was opening, so I'm just going to grab this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you throw that out and you're like, hopefully something else comes to mind. And you shit, oh, nothing's coming. I'll do this other opening set. Yeah. But then three years of headlining, you're like, I'm going to grab the, the set that I was doing when I first started headlining. Yeah. And then it's like five years passes and you're like, oh, shit, I got five years of, of headliner arsenal sets. And, uh, you, and like, then I by like that, that time, you're not pulling any opener shit at all yeah mm-hmm. does, no, that, does that, that kind of make sense yeah it, it don't it doesn't make sense i yeah. love i love 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 that but i will and maybe it's just me getting older too it's really hard for me to like love some of the new shit coming out hip-hop wise like house edm stuff remixing great cool gives it a new energy but some stuff it's just hard like yeah yeah you know i don't know but you know i always tell never like we we talk about this all the time Whenever we feel lost and like we're, whenever we feel like, you know, like, oh shit, I'm doing, I'm not feeling this music. Yeah. We go out and we listen listen to other motherfuckers. Exactly. But we don't see the same motherfuckers. We we go out to see other motherfuckers because I've actually learned from really bad DJs. Okay. Because like I learned more from a bad DJ. Because they're a little bit more like, um, no, they're taking a chance. Yeah. That's what I mean. They're taking chances. Yeah. Agreed. I agree with you on that. Like when I hear a bad DJ, They'll play a song I would never, never fucking play. play. Huh, yep. And then I'll see the crowd like erupt and I'll be like, oh my God, that shit works. And I'll be like, wait, if I took that one song, I could build a 10 set. I could build a 10 song set, set around, around that. They're, they're not doing it right. I'll do it right. Yeah, yeah, do yeah. It better than you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But that's, that, that always happens. So I never really try to go see a, a like a, like the typical everyone, the DJ, the great DJ that everyone sees, I try to see the the one that I know takes the most chances. That's smart because you know what? You're right. I think I learn a lot from a lot of the openers that are playing before me. Yeah. When they'll drop some shit that like yeah. I would never play. And I'm mm-hmm. like, ooh, this shit hits. Like yeah. I didn't think this would hit, but it hits. But then they played it. You know, I love it. You know, like I uh, listen to these DJs yeah. that play like a, they'll play like a mega hit. Yeah. But they play a mega hit like it's nothing. They just kind of mix it in. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm like, yeah. yo, how do you, like, you got you got this amazing dish. Yeah. And you just kind of threw it on a paper plate in front of the people. And I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm going to take that dish 
Yeah. I'm going to bring sparklers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to garnish it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to serve champagne yeah, with yeah, it. Yeah, we're having bubbly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to make it. I'm going to make that shit look like fine dining and you just threw you just mixed that song in like it was like it was a hot dog with like beans and shit, you know? Yeah. And I'm like I'm going to make that shit look like fucking Amazing. I'm gonna make it look like steak or I'm gonna make it look crazy. It ain't wiener schnitzel yeah. the hat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's Boom. but you know, but but those are the things that you kinda learn. Like yeah, uh, it's, that it's, I, I at least that's what I learned. It's I love I love it. I love being in Vegas. I love the like s- struggle of the room. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I like that I'm on my toes. I like that it's 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 an adventure. It yeah. is an adventure and it's you know, but it is it's not it's not easy. It's not easy being, you know, a headlining DJ by any means. And it, to me, at least, that's the honest truth of it. Um, but you know what? It's not easy doing anything if you, do, you know, if you're not doing it right, right? Like if you're just doing it and you don't care, then it's it's easy. But I care, so yeah, it's yeah. not easy for me. Like I really always want to try to like, okay, uh, where can I push this? Is where I don't think my crowd's really gonna f with this. Can I try it? Like where, you know what I mean? Do I got a lot of Mexicans here? Do I got a lot of white people? Do I got a lot of black people? Like where are we at? It's like a constant, not just about the music. It's a scan of a room. It's who's buying bottles? What what ethnicity of a person is buying those bottles? Like all that shit comes into factor. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. To me personally, that's just how I, I run a room. Um, so it's, it's a constant just brain. It's like the wheel is just nonstop for two, and like two hours, two and a half, depending on how long you want to play. There, there was a DJ in New York. Uh, fuck, I forgot his name. But he, whenever he got lost, he would play the most outrageous shit. Yeah. And he, and I was just like, and I remember watching him DJ, and you know he he kept playing all this weird ass shit. And uh, I talked to him afterwards, and I was like, yo, like you really went all over the place. And he was just like, yeah, you know when I'm lost. I just play my favorite song. I don't care. He's like, I don't care if the crowd likes it or not, but I just drop it from the one, and somehow it brings me to a better place. Like mentally, yeah, mentally, yeah. yeah. And then, and I said, but yo, there were some people that were like fucking hating it, and he's like, you know what? You're not a good DJ if if everyone loves you, you're not a good DJ. He's like, you need to piss some people off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's I like, see that, yeah. and I was like, explain what you mean by pissing them off. He's like, you need to piss them off because they're going to hate you. They, You need to show them, they need to kind of hate you. Like, why are you playing this? But then they see the crowd reacting and they're like, oh, people like this. Mm-hmm. And then you yeah. kind of like, and I was just like, oh, you're right. You need to kind of prove people wrong. But like kind of pissed them off. And, and you almost know? it even pissed them off to show them like that moment when they're like, oh, fuck, wait. Yeah. Kind of do fuck with you. It's like, get, like let me kick you, bring you down. I knew you were cool. Yeah, exactly. And it takes, honestly, everyone has their one song, right? Like everyone has their one song that takes them into this great space. That's the goal. If you got a whole crowd, like you're never going to play all the songs for all the people that they want to hear in this But room. it's boring, too. It a hundred percent. It's predictable. I think what's worse than a horrible DJ is a predictable, predictable DJ. DJ. That's the worst. You just want to allow every like age bracket, every like especially Vegas. Vegas is the one city. It's the hardest and easiest room in the world, right? It's the one city where everyone's going out there for one reason and one reason only, and that's to get blacked out, drunk, and have a great time, yeah. right? Like 
that's pretty much all like you're going to Vegas for the time of your fucking life. That's it. So it's kind of that part. It, it is easy. Mm-hmm. If you really like want to dumb it down to the science, it's really not that hard. I think when you just get into your head in a way that I probably do, it, it just make it harder for myself. But because you are overthinking it. It's well, I am overthinking. I can't speak for everybody, but um, it's not it's not so hard. It is great. But yeah, when you do <laughs> overthink it now, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the one thing that I kind of learned is that if I do go all out there and I drop some crazy shit, I've got to act like you dropping that shit with confidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't, my shit yeah, you can't drop off. it. Yeah, yeah, a hundred thousand percent. You can't drop it. <laughs> you can't like. <laughs> let's I can't half ass that shit. No. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like <a head> <laughs> You can't look to your left. You can't look to your right. No, like, they, you got to like drop that shit. And even when yeah. they look at you fucked up, you got to look at them like, you what? ain't on this shit? Yeah. Wait, you're not on this shit? Like people are, no. yeah. I did with the, the first couple of <laughs> times when I would try those like crazy, like that I would take a chance like that. Yeah. I definitely recoiled like, oh, that was uh, a bad idea. Put your head down. <laughs> look at your phone like, or uh, you yeah, accidentally yeah. spilled on yourself. And they can feel that energy. They're looking at it like, this motherfucker doesn't know what he's doing. You 100%. Know? Yeah, yeah. I, I do. I will say my best sets are when I definitely am just lost in my own sauce. Like, mm-hmm. just like, if I'm looking up too much, I'm fucking myself over a little bit. Like, I look up just enough. You got to read your crowd. You got to look at your crowd. But if I stay focused on my crowd, yeah, I, I, I can I see where I lose myself. Really? Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Oh my god. Like it's a balance for me. Maybe not for everybody, but no, for I me, agree. it's a balance. It's like. It's it's just a balance, and if I'm too focused here, then this shit is lacking, and if I'm too focused here, then that shit is lacking. Yeah. Um. So I will say, yeah, that that's probably my like biggest thing is just trying to people please more than anything. I do. Um. That happens to me a lot because when I when I see the reaction, the big pop. Yeah. You're like, fuck. What do I do after this? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like I'm about to, you know, your high is so high. You're like, fuck. How do I keep it up here? Or how do we go? Yeah. Past this, and that anxiety really kicks my ass most of the time. So, I do get lost in that shit too. I'm like, uh. yeah, hundred percent. And I tell myself all the time, it's like little Omar just lives in my little head. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? Omar. Like, little Omar and his little ass guys on my shoulder with his little loafers, and like right just sitting there. <laughs> no socks. Uh, no socks. Absolutely not. Hopefully powder. Uh, but he's just sitting there like a you know, roller coaster. Like yeah. don't just 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 roller coaster. If you're open format, roller coaster. You, you know, it's funny when, when you get in those situations where you throw like when you drop a really big banger. Yeah. And you're like, what do I play next? The best thing you could do is just enjoy the song. Yeah. Like, like write it out. No, no, no. Enjoy the song. Because when you're enjoying the song, your mind is going to be like, oh, I should play this next. Uh, but good, if you're good, panicking, good, good point. Good point. If you're panicking and you're like, "Oh my god," it becomes just math. And yeah. You're just like, "What's another big song?" And then you're playing predictable. Yep. 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 But yep. When you're enjoying the song, if something comes to mind. Then no, then your inner taste starts letting you yeah, know. There you go. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is so good. You know what would go great after this? This song, and then this song, and then by that time you're like, "Oh my god." Oh, this is like, I know what I'm going to yeah, do. Yeah. And then you're following the flow. But if you're going there and you're panicking, it, it's always going to be like you're you're hitting the wall. And you're trying to break the wall. Right. Like you're yeah. resisting. You know so, what I'm saying? Yeah. That's so a good, like, that's just, a good one. just stop yeah, for a second and like close your eyes. And I've done this. And I just kind of try to enjoy the song. 
Oh, okay. I see. Do you understand yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 absolutely. I put both headphones on when I was like, okay, let me like. No, no, like yo, like there would be times like my freaking. You look at like me and I'm and I'm and I Boom. and I could. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. What were you no, no, no. no. You said the monitor. I was like, it, it puts headphones on. I'm like, my monitors are so ridiculously yeah. loud. Like <laughs> mine too. I learned that from Kirk. <laughs> yeah, but no, what Kirk is saying is right. Like sometimes, just like take a sip of a drink while you're listening to the song. Right. You just kind of vibe out, and you're like, oh shit. I know what's going to hit next. Yeah, yeah. Even like yeah, a word I mean, that maybe you forget in the song. Maybe like, like pound, boom. pound the homie, like this shit's rocking, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like fool yourself a little bit. Like, mm. Yeah, just, just enjoy the moment and yeah. the energy. And I'm telling you, like, even if you're still a little lost, at least you don't look like you're fucking yeah. lost. And your yeah. confidence is just oh, yeah, yeah. good. It's the so, look. You yeah, can't yeah. look. Yeah, you can't look it's lost. It's a fucking vibe. That, but, they'll yeah. eat your ass up. Yeah. And that's any crowd. Like, you look lost up there and you're getting you're getting eaten up. Yeah, but uh, but it's getting better. I'm not drinking as much. Like I'm getting more comfortable in my space. Like I don't know. even think it was. The, I don't think it was the bad. I think you're just being over analytical. I don't Maybe. think the crowd. I don't think the crowd even senses it, and management doesn't sense it. I just think as DJs, we're always over. I've never gone home after DJing. Like even if I've had a great night, mm -hmm. like the most perfect night, you know. The, the I'm just the type of like person where I'm really just focusing on where I lost it or I felt I lost it. Right, 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 right. Even right. even with him, like we'll record an amazing episode and I'll just focus on some like one or two minute things and I'll I be really like, like, that's that. the worst. <laughs> like yeah. why? Why? Like right now I'm like Neville's leaving early. Did, did I annoy him? Nah. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> he's he leaving too much. He needs to why, that, why he gotta go? Like, damn man, like what did I like fuck? But you know, I feel like that's just you know that that's us always thinking of the next thing. Because yeah, we want to be prepared, right? Yeah. So hey, that's you're what, right. Like that trauma thing we talked about earlier. Right. Yeah, you're absolutely. I never thought about it that way, but yeah, you're right. That's why. Like if I set myself up in my head that maybe tonight was bad, if I get the note that it was bad, I already like yeah yeah I know I know I know I'm ready. Know. Okay, I never thought about that. Yeah, like, yeah yeah. I'm not. Not only am I ready, but I will be. Uh, in solution mode before anyone even talks to me about it. You already have three plans on how yes, to fix it. That makes sense. I am like that for sure. Yeah. yeah. But, and Yo, also, excuses. It's not excuses. And also, what we don't want, like, what's the last thing I want to do? I don't want to bask into the pleasure of being like, I had a great night and just be this delusional motherfucker that yeah. thought I had a great I night. I killed it. Yeah. Right? I, th I think I maybe have experienced that like once or two times. I don't. Ever. Know. I well, I've I, yeah. came off something and like, fuck, like, wow, this was really like, I'm really proud of myself. Mm -hmm. Like maybe two times ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't, I got to come see you in Vegas. Yeah, please do. Absolutely. You know? yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and we're all, look, look, I know I want you to like take a time to celebrate. We want to celebrate you <laughs> Have to. on this, on this, on this podcast and this episode. Cause we're really happy for you. I love that. The last time we spoke, you're like, yeah, I'm, I think I'm just going to work for Amazon and then look where you are now. I yeah. love it. It was, yeah, it's wild. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, Bitch gotta work. Bitch gotta work. Like <laughs> she said down the last episode. Yeah, yeah. It's true. Like I just work. Closed mouths don't get fed. You don't work. You don't get fed. You know what I mean? It's just all that. Like it's just. I'm just no. I don't think anybody is too great to 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 go to do what they have to do to get shit done. That's mm -hmm. that's what it is. But yeah. um, and what I reason why I chose Amazon because I was like okay the world's shutting down what are things that are going to be needed no matter what amazon, amazon. bam <laughs> like it wasn't a well thought out process but it also was yeah. but yeah 
I didn't have to work for Amazon, but if they would like to sponsor, and now I'm like an influencer on Amazon selling my shit. So, you know, what's up? Yeah. Nice. Nah, what's what's up? You full know circle. what I mean? I haven't, I let me post a link to my store. Um, but oh. yeah, it's, it's definitely full circle. It's wild. It's crazy. Just hearing it's nuts. It's great to have you here, Ange. Thanks, guys. Thanks yeah. so much Thanks for, for having through. me back. Yes, no, no. yes. Yeah, yes. I love you guys. Appreciate you guys. You guys that are coming out. Yeah. DJ Angie V. Same version. What to do? Thanks for tuning into the Road Podcast. Don't forget, every Wednesday, we have new episodes on all major streaming platforms. And every Thursday, the video versions go up on our YouTube page. Please subscribe to our channel, youtube.com slash roadpodcast. And to find exclusive clips of the pod, please visit youtube.com slash DJ City. And we'll see you next Wednesday.